Here we are, baby. It's football season. Take it in. Take it in. Take it in. It's football season. One more time. It's football season. By the end of today, every NFL team will be in camp. It's football season. Sixers, Flyers, Phillies, Mets, Yankees. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll use you when I need it. But it's football season. It started today. We can get into the topics now of expectations. Because you know what doesn't stop right now? Time. Every day, we're getting closer to the first exhibition game. I think it's like, what, August 12th? Okay, we're rolling on to that thing. And there's only three of them now compared to back in the day where it used to be six when I played. Then they pared it down to four. Now they have three because of the additional regular season game. We're here, dude. We are absolutely here. Hey, Daz, I love a good baseball debate. When has baseball been relevant? Give me one storyline, steroids. It was one of the greatest things ever happened to Major League Baseball was the steroid controversy. It was. You had villains in the sport. Baseball was great when they had villains. Bonds, A-Rod, every one of those guys, Manny. Now you got... Mike Trout, who you couldn't pick out in a Philly mall anywhere. Is that Mike Trout? It's funny. You know what? That's Jared Goff, and he's on one of the sorriest teams in the league. You could pick a guy out who wears a helmet, but you couldn't pick out Shohei Otani if you put him in a lineup. That's the identity crisis baseball has. The NFL doesn't have that. These quarterbacks are front and center now. Look at the money they're making. Kyler Murray, two years remaining on his contract, now makes $46.1 million, and he's not, like John McMullen says, he's not even one of the top 10 guys. But he's the second highest paid dude in the league now. Unbelievable. Unbelievable the amount of money that's being thrown around now. By the way, I want to start something out because it's being debated on my Twitter page at Dan Cilio show. And by the way, if some of you don't follow me, I invite you to follow me, please, over at Dan Cilio show. I said something yesterday, and Xander knows that I've said this from day one about Devontae Smith. I never said Devontae Smith was a bad football player. As a matter of fact, I think Devontae Smith is a fabulous player. Xander, right? He's a fabulous football player. He just doesn't fit on the Eagles because you don't have the quarterback to get him the ball. Someone goes, is that Devontae's fault? No, idiot. You drafted the wrong personnel because you're trying to make up for Jalen Rager's mistake. So you draft a wide receiver without a signal caller. You built the team backwards. You haven't landed on a quarterback that you've been settled on. So you draft a wide receiver that doesn't fit 64 catches for 900 yards in today's NFL is pedestrian. Is that Devontae Smith's fault? No. It's the quarterback and the training wheels head coach. 
Nobody said it's anybody's fault. But Najee Harris, behind that old line, he's a pass-catching freak. He had 1,200 yards rushing, seven touchdowns, and he had almost 500 yards in reception yards and 74 catches. That's 1,700 offensive yards from the line of scrimmage. Almost double your boy. Don't talk to me about production. Najee fits behind the best old line. And you have a swing pass to that guy. He's down the sidelines. Can you imagine this? You go out in free agency and you get A.J. Brown and you got Najee Harris behind Jalen Hurts. You might not lose a game. Instead, you got Miles Sanders, who can't stay healthy and can't catch a ball. By the way, Brian Westbrook, who could catch a ball and run. Brian Westbrook is a perfect fit for this offense. He's a perfect fit. 79 catches, 1,400 yards. Dude, Brian Westbrook would be a freak in this offense. He's at the bottom of this hour. <laughs> Dude, can you, who would you rather have in your offense, Devontae Smith or Brian Westbrook? It's a no-brainer when you have the best O-line in football and you simplify your offense. There are so many idiotic people that think they know ball and have no common sense towards it. Nobody's saying that Devontae is a bad player. Absolutely nobody. He just doesn't fit. Like, I wouldn't put Devontae Adams on this team. Why? He ain't getting 100 catches. Nobody in the history of the Eagles has ever had 100 catches when it comes to the wide receiver position. Okay? Your narratives are funny. You build the team so you can go all in on a guy if you don't already have one look at Denver. That's right, Flex. Denver went out and put Judy on. They went out and built themselves a fine old line. All they were missing was the QB. Put the QB in the building. The Broncos now are one of the favorites to win the AFC. It's the most important position, obviously. Okay? Timothy, go stop yelling. I'm sorry. Timothy, I'm excited. My bad. Stop yelling. You're right. I'm, I'm excited about the start of the season. How can you not be, man? There's so many great angles to go today. By the way, we're packed the next couple days, too. Brian Westbrook, bottom of the hour. Tomorrow, we have Merrill Reese at 5.30. On Thursday, Mike Missinelli from our fabulous post-game show for the Eagles that you're going to see this year. These next three days, man, we are covered. And we appreciate you coming aboard here, man. Hey, Timothy, right? Man, I know you're kidding, dog. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm just jacked up, man. Say, you know what? I say this to you, Timothy. Sometimes, man, my passion gets the best of me because I love it. I just love football, man. I do. I love the competition. I love the game. Man, it's my first true love. Man, playing football is the best. It's the greatest, man. It is. It's just, 
I just love the competition. I love Monday through Saturday. I love Sundays. I love Saturdays. I love talking about the game. I love building teams. And most of the time when I'm talking, and it seems that I'm talking trash, I'm just trying to talk to get better on that team or that respected position. Carson Wentz says Jalen's the next Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor wasn't a bad player, man, and isn't a bad player. <laughs> Timothy goes, Dan, my wife wants to hear your fake laugh again. Remember when you were talking about fake people? I don't really have a fake laugh, dude. My wife used to call it a radio laugh. <laughs> and she's like, don't do that, okay? Because I'm not a very good liar, so I can't do it. Today's report day. Tomorrow they're going to start hitting. What's up, Joseph? Show sucks. <laughs> uh, just had to get that out of the way. I'm starting to like this dude. Xander, I'm starting to like this guy more and more. Isn't that crazy, Joseph? I really don't like you and you really don't like me, but here we are. <laughs> I think that's the story of my life, dude. I'm not kidding, man. You don't like me and I don't like you. You barely like my takes. I barely like your takes. So I don't know. But guess what? Here we are. Right? That's the beauty of sports. That's the beauty of bringing people together. I've told you this. All right. So we're going to go through a lot of topics that we kind of have broached on before. And we're going to do, we're going to look at the Colts because that's the next team up on the schedule because look, we've already gone over Washington. So we're going to go to week 11. We're going to talk about the Colts. That'll be the Eagles opponent in week number 11. So we'll do that here in a minute here. I want to throw this out at you, though. Can I get assessment of what you think? And as a fan, how many games this year are you going to give this football team before you know what their identity is? How Jalen's playing, if that has been answered. Will that be answered? Will we have to wait to the end of the season? What part of the season will you know? Okay, he's our guy. He's our guy. Do you want to give it an entire year? I think you have too much to lose. I think your team reminds me of the 49er team. Your biggest question mark is quarterback. Their biggest question mark, you know what I don't like Kyle Shanahan saying? We believe that Trey Lance may get it done. We think he's ready. There's no definitive comments or statements that are being said there. Okay? I like this. Don't say anything. Let's go out and play. Week 10 says flex. Halfway through, Silson is, <laughs> hey, I don't have a Woodrow Wilson for the dude today. We will know about coaching and hurts against Minnesota. That's week two. Kyle Shanahan is in the top five overrated coaches in the league. We're going to find that out, Eagles. He's 7-28 without Garoppolo. Hey, 
Who do you think has a better professional career, Trey Lance or Jalen Hurts? Mm. We'll hit on that. I mean, right? I don't know if either of the guys have a great NFL career, but I don't know if I'm sold on Trey Lance just yet. Okay? Here's what I think. I think by the bye week, I'm going to know your football team. I'm saying your football team's going to be three and three as you get to the bye week. I think there's going to be a lot of bumps and bruises going through this. Hey, you could tell me all about the expectations, but now you got to go out and play. And I want to see it. You haven't beaten the team with a winning record yet in the Hertz era. You've got to. You haven't even sniffed a great game against the Cowboys. Why are we going under the assumption that this is the year that they're caught, they're going to catch the Cowboys? Because they lost Randy Gregory and they lost Amari Cooper? Well, there's a reason you paid that guy $45 million. You gave that quarterback $45 million for a reason. We're going to find out. By the way, you want to hear something crazy? You know, we, we throw all the, all the heat on Jalen Hurts and we say how much pressure he's under. How about Mike McCarthy shows up to Oxnard yesterday and the first question that a media guy asked him, hey, do you feel that you're on the hot seat going into the regular season? How'd you like to be the head coach of the Cowboys? How'd you like to go into that, being the head football coach of the Cowboys, and the first question a media dude asks you at Oxnard is, hey, do you think your job is safe? Nick calls Jalen his son. Yeah, well, that's got nothing to do with winning games. Don't know. Hey, Josh, that kid Trent Williams is the best offensive lineman in the National Football League. I don't think San Francisco's whole line is bad. Okay? Look, look, look at what he had. Look at what he had to answer right out of the gate. I'm going to say again, the bye week, man. Week seven, I'm going to pretty much know what's up. Because the front end of this schedule, Lions, Vikings, Washington, Jags, Cards, Cowboys. Kyler Murray, by the way, got a great story around that. Kids got to do homework to get some of his money. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Okay? It's an embarrassing Little sidebar that's hooked into his contract. He's got to study. I'm gonna and I'll hit on that because it's right to put that in if you feel that he's not putting the work in when it comes to studying. Vic struggled with this early in his career, and they don't want him to go down the same road as Michael Vick. Michael Vick won a ton of games on his ability, but Michael Vick didn't win a lot of games and games that mattered because of his intelligence of the game. I'm not calling him stupid, but if you don't study the game, how can you understand the game? Vic ran around with great athleticism, but if you don't understand how the game is played, it's a game of angles. It's a game of technique. If you're not understanding the proper techniques, how can you win games that matter? You can't. Brady has won games that mattered. I think Aaron Rodgers struggles from this a little bit. He's so gifted. 
He knows where to go with the ball. I wonder if he shares any of that knowledge that he has with his teammates. When you have that kind of knowledge, you need to spread it around to your teammates so they can see what you're seeing. Carl says, A.J. Brown is going to be amazing for Hurts. How do you say that, Carl, when he wasn't amazing in Tennessee? Carl says that A.J. Brown was amazing. Where do you think 68 catches and 998 yards a year and eight touchdowns a year is amazing? Where'd you get that from? You think that he's going to have more numbers because of Jalen Hurts? My opinion, he'll struggle to get to 1,000 yards because of the quarterback. He's not going to... You think A.J. Brown makes Jalen Hurts better. Interesting. I thought it was the reverse. I thought quarterbacks made wide receivers better. Interesting. Carson Wentz can't get Devontae the ball. We saw it last year. A.J. has the... Big mouth, and he better back it up. Hey, Steve, you know where he's going to back it up? Red zone. Third down catches. That's where he's amazing, not in statistics. He's going to be a third down beast. Jump balls, red zone. Dude, you that guy in the red zone throwing the ball up against any defensive back, including Jalen Ramsey of the Rams, I'll take A.J. Brown nine out of ten times. Nine out of 10 times. A.J. Brown, 2,000-yard seasons. Great. Wonderful. A little bit over 1,000. Average 998. 998 in three years. Look it up. Read a book. Use your calculator on your phone if you have to. It's easy. Just go over to apps. Add it up. Simple. If you trade Pollard for Rager, dude, stop throwing Jalen Rager's name into a trade. You couldn't get a bag of donuts for Jalen Rager. Nobody's trading for a guy who stinks. He's not an asset. He has no value. Zero value. Nobody's going to take a flyer on him. They're going to wait for him to get cut, and someone will pick him up. Miss seven games? Durability, Carl, and availability is also part of the evaluation for players. I don't care. Oh, and by the way, Carl, last year, Ryan Tannehill lost Derrick Henry for nine games, and he lost... A.J. Brown for seven games, and they were still the number one team in the AFC last year going into the playoffs. But you think Jalen's better than Tannehill. He's not. He's not. Bobby goes, Tannehill isn't an amazing quarterback either. He's not. Funny, though, Bobby. The Titans were the number one seed at the end of the regular season last year in a very powerful AFC without two-star players. That's pretty amazing. Poor division? What about the AFC as a conference? 
You lose Derrick Henry. He had a thousand yards at the break. You're just making excuses up. Making excuses up. 007, we are arguing earlier that game manager is a great talent. Game manager, if game manager gets me seven Super Bowls, I'll have that game manager every single day of my life. Every single day of my life. By the way, to your point, Carson Wentz, the AFC is packed again this year. What's up, Gigi? A.J. Brown is a top 5 to 10 receiver. Not in numbers. <laughs> Not in his numbers. Not even close. Shit right off the top of your head, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams. Right? Just those two there. He's not better than DeAndre Hopkins. You think he's better than Jamar Chase? 1,500 yards is rookie season. 1,500 yards. He's not in Justin Jefferson's league. Justin Jefferson may be the first wide receiver in NFL history to go for 2,000 receiving yards. Alex Smith was a game manager. Alex Smith was a winner. Okay? I, I, I don't know what game manager means. A game manager. Jesus criminy, man. If you would have had a game manager back in the day when McNabb played, you might have won a Super Bowl. Okay? Could have had a Super Bowl. Game manager. That's the dumbest comment of all time when people throw that game manager thing out at Brady. Brady, sure, he's a CEO. He knows how to manage a team. He knows how to manage an offense, and he knows how to get points on the board. If that's game managing, sounds to me like that's experienced quarterbacking. So what would you rather have, a game manager like Manning or Brady or an athlete like Vic and Hertz? Pretty simple answer to me. Okay. Sydney goes, Rager's got talent. Well, he hasn't shown it at all in any way whatsoever. Zach Pascal's better and has better numbers, and he barely played in Indianapolis. Okay. The expectations are so high. And it's funny, man, just because you think you plug in a guy that you automatically think that that's going to create massive success. Let's see if the pieces work. How many times have you seen a player that you thought was going to work? You plug him into your football team and it just does not go anywhere. All sports are like that. Look at Russell Westbrook with the Lakers. As great a talent as Russell Westbrook is, you think he fits with the Lakers and what they want to do? LeBron's a ball-centric guy, right? Westbrook's a ball-centric guy. Never was going to work out. It's only one basketball. There's only one football. Ray, thank you so much for coming aboard. I appreciate it. By the way, don't forget, Brian Westbrook will join us here in a couple minutes. We're going to get his spin 
on the upcoming 2022 NFL season for the Eagles and maybe your respected team. My 2023 bold prediction, Tampa Bay Bucks and Tom Brady fall, failed to make the playoffs. You heard it here first on the big show. I, I, I actually, I'll tell you something else too. The Cowboys? How many people think the Cowboys are in trouble this year for making the playoffs? We'll talk a little bit about the NFC East as we get into the program as well. Carl believes that Jalen Hurts will be the second 4,000-yard passing quarterback in Eagle history with 622 rushing yards. He's going to have a 1,000-yard improvement in his passing in his second year because he believes A.J. Brown has been added to the mix, will improve those numbers, 900 yards in his passing game. I can't wait to see this. I can't win. I cannot wait to see how this plays out. I can't wait to see the play calling. A.J. Brown is a top 15. Yes, he's a top 15. Here, Paul, let me give you a great example of what you're saying there with A.J. Brown as a top 15 wide receiver. Do you think that Kyler Murray is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL? I don't. But he's the second highest paid guy in the league. That doesn't necessarily mean he's the second best quarterback in the league just because he makes the second most money in the league next to Aaron Rodgers, 50. Okay? That doesn't mean that. I look at Kyler Murray. I, I, I'd probably pick nine or ten guys before I take him. How about watch this. Who would you take in a football game? Kirk Cousins? Because that's like my low end before you start to get into the elite guys. How many people would take Cousins over Kyler Murray in a in a game that had to, you had to win? Would you take Murray or Cousins? I'd take Kirk Cousins. Six of the last seven years, guy's thrown over 4,200 yards. Five years, he's got 30 touchdowns or more. I mean, really. Hurts 3,800, maybe, but getting better. 20-plus, A.J. there adds 1,000. Colts running back at 1,800 yards. Sydney, kind of put it together a little bit better here. 250 yards passing a game, 17 games is 42.50 for the season, which is the new benchmark for quarterbacks. I think that's right, Paul. I think you have to have an offense that throws the ball for 250. What was he at last year? 208, something like that? I think he was at 208 last year. Um, It's all good, Sydney. It's all good, man. Um, Sean says, isn't this the same guy that said Najee Harris? So yes, I did. It is the same guy, Sean. Najee Harris had 1,700 total yards last year. Your boy had 900. He had more catches and more total offense than that guy. And your quarterback can't find him. Couldn't find him in a playoff game for a quarter and a half. What's the sense of having Devontae Smith if you can't utilize him? What's the sense? That was my argument. It's not that Devontae's a bad player. 
Harris in the Eagle offense is more effective. Got the number one running attack. And you have no screen game to save your life. This guy improves your short passing game and also enhances the running attack, which you're known for. This is what you have. You have a receiver you can't get the ball to because your quarterback's not good enough. End of story. You know nothing about Philly sports. What I said to you just now, Sean, has nothing to do with Philly sports. It's called common sense in football. Okay? You got a wide receiver you can't use because your quarterback's not good enough. Plain and simple. 64 catches? The running back, that's not even his strength, had more catches. Your screen game is awful. He improves that. He's a 1,200-yard back, and he ran behind the 30th worst O-line in the NFL. Can you ma- hey, hey, Xander, can you imagine Najee Harris running behind the number one O-line in the NFL and catching screen passes from Jalen? Jalen may have had 4,000 yards with Najee on the team because he'd have took some of them screen passes to the house. You, my friend, have no idea what you're talking about. What's the sense of having A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith when your quarterback can't get him the ball? Tell me. What's the point? And by the way, one more time, I'm not telling you Devontae's a bad player. You put Devontae Smith in Cincinnati, he duplicates what Jamar Chase did. He's a 13, 14, 1500 yard guy. This is the smell of a warm three day old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. <sniffs> and this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty. <sighs> <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You give Devontae Smith a quarterback that can throw? It's a different conversation. Then I wouldn't want Najee. I'd want someone like Joe Mixon. That's who I'd want, or Brian Westbrook, somebody like that. Oh, see, Sean Sean goes to the proverbial hater card. Let me tell you something here. You know, it's funny. I, 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 I love the fact that today we are having on a man who I'm actually talking about because I'm talking about Najee Harris. I would have rather have had Najee Harris than Devontae Smith because of what Brian Westbrook did in his career. You imagine what your screen game, your short passing game, and you can run in between the tackles. 
Najee last year, running behind the 30th worst O-line, had 1,700 total yards. That's today's modern NFL back. If you had Brian Westbrook in this Eagle offense, you couldn't afford him. Let's bring him on now. He joins us now here, Brian Westbrook. Brian, I'm, you know, I'm trying to tell people this. Sometimes when you get drafted, you go to a place that your skill set doesn't fit. We see it all the time when players go to places and you're like, that guy didn't do that in college. And I made a comment yesterday. I said this. I'm not throwing any shade on Devontae Smith at all. But when you have a quarterback that struggles getting the ball and having problems going through progression reads, to me, a guy like Najee Harris, 1,200 yards rushing last year, 77 catches. He improves your screen game, which would improve Jalen's game to be able to open up the deep passing game for other players. That's all I'm saying. Do you see where I'm going coming from that some players – like Najee fits in this Eagle offense because you would fit perfectly in this Eagle offense. If you have a quarterback that struggles getting the ball to wideouts, what's the sense of having him? Well, yeah. I mean, I think you your first thought is probably right. If you have a quarterback that struggles to get this, the ball to receivers down the field. But I think the other part is the hope, obviously, from Nick Sirianni and the Eagles organization is that Jalen Hurts can be – become the quarterback that they need him to be. The reason why they started last year as a passing offense is because they thought that Jamin Hurts was good enough to be the quarterback that they needed him to be to lead this football team. He just wasn't at the time, and that's why they kind of reverted back to the running game, and that's why Najee Harris probably would have been much better at that point, right? But they want to be a passing football team, and quite honestly, come hell or high water, they're going to become that at some point. They either with Jalen Hurts as a guy or somebody else next year. So the, the the goal, I think, is still the same. It's just now you have to figure out, it takes another year to figure out if Jalen Hurts is that guy that has the ability to do that. I, I, I know you took so much pride in you being a complete player and catching the ball out of the backfield, running in between the tackles. Brian, what's happened to that position where it just seems to me now all the kids going – from high school to college, that the kids that were the great backs when I played and when you were in the league, they, they now want to be wideouts. You don't get hit. You make a ton of money, right? It's, am, am I right that the, the position has gone away from the Eric Dickersons, has gone away from the Emmett Smiths and players like yourself? I mean, what, when did that start to transform? Is that when the league started just wanting to be a passing league more that it got away from the running attack? Well, the league, when I first came into the league, I mean, there was guys, Jerome Bettis and Eddie George and, and guys that were getting the ball 25 or 30 times every single game. And as my career got, you know, longer and longer and towards the end, you know, Marshall Falk was right before me. Out there was me. And then it was guys like Adrian Peterson was kind of a hybrid, kind of a throwback to what, what you saw earlier. But then teams said, listen, we can win games by throwing the ball 35, 40 times a game. And we don't have to win by running through or down someone's throat. That those days became became obsolete. And that's when the quarterbacks start getting paid more money. That's when the defensive ends, the pass rushers is getting paid more money, and obviously the DBs as well. And the league is different now. The league has, has become totally different. If you're running back right now, you have to either be 6'3-250, Derrick Henry, or you have to be Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey, that the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield as well as be prolific in the run game. 
And those guys have figured it out. That's why they're getting paid the big bucks because they can do both. And when you have the ability to do both, at, for, for a creative offensive coordinator, that puts a defense at an extreme disadvantage. Because if you want to play the pass, we'll run the ball down your throat. You want to put six in the box, we'll run the ball down your throat. Now you want to get heavy in the box and try to stop the run, we'll shift our running back out or put him in motion or do something so we can get in a one-on-one situation with that guy that's so explosive in space with the ball in his hands that you just can't – you'll pay the price for that. And so as an offensive coordinator, you want to put your team in a position where your defense cannot make the right decision. If you have a running back that can do both, at that point, it's just hard to stop an offense like that. Brian, did, did you talk to the quarterback in the in, in the huddle or did something you did on the sidelines? Because, again, a player like yourself, like a Christian McCaffrey, and like you were saying, an Alvin Kamara, I mean, you're such an important facet on moving the sticks because of what you, your versatility brings on a, on a series. Did, were you constantly talking or was that something that McNabb or whomever sat in there and he, he, he would make the decision. Did you guys talk a lot? Because I'm wondering the communication that Jalen and Miles Sanders has, because Miles Sanders is nowhere in the screen game. They don't even have a screen game in Philly, and they've got to improve that. Is that just is, – is that something that you guys developed, is having conversations in the huddle? Well, me and Donovan stayed in constant communication, whether it was about the blocking assignments, whether it was about the run plays or even the pass catching out of the backfield type of thing. If we, if I saw something earlier in the series or the series before that I thought we can take advantage of, it's my responsibility as a running back to come to the quarterback who has a million things going through his head. I mean, I want to make his job easier. I want to give him quick a quick shot of information. Don, listen, 58 on me, man-to-man on third down. Just give me a chance, period. And, and that's a mind tap for him that, hey – if everything else Brock breaks down and my number one option is there, I can find Westbrook wherever he's supposed to be at, and he's going to be man-to-man with 58. And 58 should not be able to, to, to guard that guy. So that, that that's the goal. And when you look at Miles Sanders, 50 catches his, his rookie year, then it's been under 30 the last two. You know, the offense has changed, and you got a new coach and things like that. They have to get back to the point where he can be helpful in the past game. If he wants to be that guy that's going to get paid the type of money that I think he wants to get paid. I also believe that Miles Sanders has breakaway speed. He has to do better at making the first man miss. But he has a skill set in space that he can make some people pay for, for allowing him to get in that space. Just imagine being helped out in the pass game by that. Getting in space in the pass game. Now you've got a guy with a great speed that has the ability to make people miss. And, you know, that, that, that just hurts defenses. Miles has to find a way to get involved in the pass game. Or, or I'll tell you this, Kenny Gainwell, we know that he's going to be involved in the pass game when he gets opportunities. And I saw last year when he got on the field, he did well. He passed block well, he ran the ball well, and he catches the ball well. That's the type of running back that Nick Sirianni likes. Miles Sanders can be that guy. He just has to develop that confidence and that skill set. And if he does, I think he'll do well. Brian, would you have a problem with a training wheel head coach? And I mean by an inexperienced head coach, an inexperienced quarterback, and you're trying to develop a passing game. I, I would think a veteran like yourself. I mean, you know, you look at you look at Jalen and you look at some of the play calls, especially in the first seven games last year. They're trying to throw the ball 35, 36 times a game, resulted in a two and five record. Then all of a sudden, they started listening to the players. They went back to their bread and butter. They started running the ball. 
They ended up 27th in the passing game. What, what does that tell you? Do you think this offense is good enough to help Jalen? You know, it's all, we've been talking about whether or not Jalen Hurts is the guy or not. Is Nick Sirianni's offense good enough to help him mature into the quarterback that people want to see him become? Well, I, I have to give Nick Sirianni a lot of credit. I mean, the first five games as a head coach, you're going in and you're saying, this is what I want to do. I want to be a passing team, Phillip Rivers and Andrew Luck type of team. But then you realize I don't have that guy. I don't have that guy in the center. So it takes a grown man to say, I, I finally got my chance to be a head coach and I know what I want to do. And I'm going to throw that completely out the window and try something different that's going to kind of play into the hands of what we have right now, the quarterback position. They did that. That I have to give Nick Sirianni a bunch of credit for that. Now, is he creative enough to find an offense that Jalen Hurts with his limited ability at this point can be successful in? Yes. Can Jalen Hurts become a much better player than he was in last, last year? Absolutely. This is his second year in this offense, and I do believe what he said was – that, 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 you know, not having the same offense, not having the same coordinator two years in a row has affected him. I believe that. That makes sense to me. So now hopefully we'll see a different type of Jalen Hurts. Now he understands where the flaws were at, timing, rhythm, uh, you know, as far as fundamentals. All those things had to be improved. Hopefully he worked on those things. When I saw Jalen Hurts about a month ago, I said, what have you been doing? He said, I've just been working my butt off on all the things we talked about, fundamentals, footwork. You know, all the things, reading defenses that are important for his success. And if he can go out there and show in that improvement, then we're talking about a team when you line up Devontae Smith alongside with A.J. Brown. You got Dallas Goddard in the middle. You got one of the best offensive lines year after year in front of you. You got Miles Sanders at the running back position, Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott. You look on the defensive side, you got James Bradbury and an improvement on the secondary. You got uh, Tart back there in the safety position. You added depth. For your defensive line, Hassan Reddick, Jordan Davis, you get yourself some linebackers who through a trade and free agency, and then you get yourself N'Kobe Dean in the draft. I mean, if this isn't an approved team, then I don't know what is. Now it comes down to playing football. That looks good on paper. Can you perform on the field is going to be the question, going to be the test for this football team. And I, I think the season will, will tell. But on paper, they look like a very good football team. Brian, a couple last questions for you here. Um, I had Gary Cobb on yesterday. I'm going to ask you, and I try to tell the fans that when you come from a different program and you're going to a different football team and you've been under a system for the last, say, two to three years, I made this comparison. I said, it's like bringing a guy from France, Germany, Portugal, Russia, Canada, Mexico, and they're all learned different languages and you've got to bring those guys together on the defensive side like you mentioned Bradbury a new safety Hassan Reddick you're bringing the Kobe Dean and Jordan Davis do you worry about a lot of different guys who are in different systems having to learn the same language on that side of the ball because you know this communication is the most important thing when it comes to playing a defense that's why the teams that make the least amount of moves in the offseason I always look at them as the teams that are going to be the competitor teams and the competitive teams. Do you think it's an issue for you going into training camp and into the regular season? Well, that's why Jonathan Gannon gets paid the big bucks. <laughs> it's his it's his ability to make things simple for these guys so they can go out there and be natural. So you it's say simplify it. it. Yeah, I mean, why, why not simplify it? Yeah. 
because you have better athletes now. Simplify it and allow them to go be natural. And then as the season goes on, you can add more and more things to try to take away different stuff that you've seen from opposing offenses. You got more, you can add more and more things to, to, to highlight some of the skill set that you have there on that defensive side. The defensive coordinator's job, and really an offensive coordinator too, is to highlight and do what's best for your team. Same thing we talked about with Nick Sirianni last year and, and changing from a passing team to a running game or a running team. Do what's best for your team. You got a lot of guys that can get after the quarterback. Let them go rush the quarterback, right? Let them go do that. It makes everything so much simpler if Fletcher Cox gets 10 sacks and, and uh, you know, Javon Hargrave gets five sacks and Hassan Reddick gets 15 sacks and Brandon Graham comes back and gets eight or nine sacks. It makes everything better and easier for uh, Darius Slay and, and James Bradbury. It makes those guys look like all pro type of players. You can make this thing as easy or as complicated as you want from the defensive coordinator point of view, but you also can make it simple. Go out there and do what you do well. If you do that, then you got a chance to win. And I think John Vagana will simply do that. I wonder for a guy like you and your career, which was, I'm telling you, man, I, I, I went back, looked at the numbers. I mean, the effectiveness at catching the ball and running. God, man, I mean, my, seriously, you're a $25 million a year $30 million a year guy this year. I'm just wondering for you, did you leave the game with unfinished business? Was there something in your career or for you that you never felt that you got to where you wanted? Was there one thing you wanted to put on the mantle where you said, I did it all here? Well, I think, you know, as an individual player, you always want to accumulate any pro bowls, as many pro bowls as you possibly can. I had two, should have been three or four. Um, you want to accumulate all pros as a team. This is a team sport. We made it to the Super Bowl and we lost by three points to the Patriots. Had too many turnovers, didn't wasn't able to get it done. So the big thing that you want hanging up back there or wherever is a Super Bowl trophy that says, you know, you did a great job and you won the final game of the season and the biggest stage ever. That's what you really, really want. I mean, I got a Pro Bowl trophy over here. I think this gray one here, I think that's a Super Bowl trophy. 49ers trophy. I mean, there's a Pro Bowl one up there somewhere. Those are all great. At the end of the day, it's not about Pro Bowls. It's about Super Bowls. It's about winning that ring. And unfortunately, we didn't get it done there. Um, so if I had to do it all over again, you know, I, I don't know that what more I could have done as far as on the field. But what I would have liked is to have that team, that Super Bowl team together longer. You have that team together longer. We, we were going to compete uh, you know, at the highest level for a very long time. Unfortunately, we got tore apart right, right almost as it, as it started, and we weren't able to, you know, even compete the next year. Um, but, you know, listen, at the end of the day, you go out there, you try to win the Super Bowl. That, that's the end. That's the one trophy that you want hanging up on your mantle. Do you blame T.O. or McNabb or both for not keeping this thing together? Or maybe even Andy Reid. I don't know. I mean, we, we're talking 20 years ago. I, I, don't, I don't know that it's – I don't know. Any, if I hear those two guys talking, it sounds like yesterday. Yeah, yeah I know. They, I, I, I hate that they go back and forth it's about things that are 20 years old or however, 17, 18 years old. I hate that they do that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that it's either one – solely either one's fault at all. I, I think, you know, you, you could put blame at a lot of different people's feet, not just those two. And so I don't know that it's any, any one person's fault. I think – as we all mature and now we're on our forties, 
Um, we, we certainly will look at things different and probably react different to some of the things that have happened. I think the world of both of those guys, uh, you know, as friends to both of those guys, I wish that they can find a way to be an example of how to, you know, they had some troubles, they had some issues, and they brought it back together. And now we're working together to figure out, to show these young guys how how not to have turmoil and, and destruction between, you know, a quarterback and wide receiver in, inside the black community, quite, quite honestly. Um, and this obviously is just words at this point. But, you know, I, I think the world of those guys, two of my very good friends, I just wish they could have figured it out. Well, I could see why now I voted for you, and I'm very happy for you for the Hall of Fame. And I went around the room and I asked everybody, um, I go, did you make sure you voted for Westbrook? So I got, I know I have about 20 guys because Howie Long saw the tweet and he goes, Hey, you know, you sales, you got to look out for my Nova guys. Right. <laughs> and I went, I said, I got it there too. But I also, I got, I got to talk about your children's book. And I think that, you know, I love guys that get into things and it just shows me, it's kind of like Kobe when Kobe, you know, he left the court. He wanted to get into other things that shows versatility in a in a man's life that he's not just about football. Put that back up there, Xander, again here. Talk about the book here, Brian. Well, listen, you know, I, I played the game at a high level and I learned so many lessons. Um, and, and when I came out of high school, I wasn't good enough. When I came out of college, I wasn't good enough. And my size was an issue for some people. And then I remember going to the senior bowl and, and Stump Mitchell saying, this is an all-star game. Him saying, listen, people only want to see you playing third down and, and on special teams. And so we're not going to even play you on offense like that. And I'm like, excuse me? We're, this is an all-star <laughs> game, a place where I'm here to try to show people that I belong, that I can play. And he was like, yeah, no, nah, we're only going to do that. And so those are the things that just build that chip on your shoulder. For me. Now, for other people, they allow other people's thoughts to limit them. This book is all about uh, not allowing other people's thoughts about you to control you. If people think that you can be here and you can be here, then you go out and do that. You go out and do the things that make you successful that you can reach the levels that you want. It's not about what other people think. It's about what you believe in your heart, what you believe inside of yourself. And if you can achieve those goals, then you go achieve them. Don't allow anyone else to tell you anything different. And, and to me, that's what it's all about. That's what this book is all about. You know, I have three kids, nine, five, and three, Bria, Brian, and Brielle. And when I read them books every night, I want that book to have a message. I want that book to have some meaning so that when they go back and have the ability to read through that book themselves or even apply that message, they can say, wow, this is what dad was talking about. And this book that uh, Leslie Van Arsdahl and, and, and myself uh, co-authored, this is about leaving a message, leaving a legacy with your children that say the sky is your limit. Your limit is only how far, you know, how hard you're willing to work, how, how determined you are and what you're willing to sacrifice. Never what anyone says. And for me, that's what this book is all about. One of the most proud moments for me was the first time I read this book to the kids. And yet just yesterday, my daughter, I said, listen, go find a book. She picks it up. She said, this is the one that I'm going to read that. And she goes out and reads it. And, and to me, that just makes me proud as a father. Um, this is not something that I could have done uh, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, because I wasn't a father yet. Being a father, now I know the true meaning of some of these children's books. And that, that's why we, we co-authored this book together with Leslie. I'll tell you what, man. My daughter plays rugby at Grand Canyon. She's the ca captain of the team. And I don't know about you, because my daughter, 
man, I tell you what, I've broken every finger. I've broken every bone in my legs, this and that. My kid gets a little bloody nose. I'm going, oh, my God almighty. <laughs> hey, man, I've never been more vulnerable in my life now because of having my daughter, but I've never been more prouder right. to be a dad because I tell you, that's our, that's our testament, Brian, is we're gonna, people are going to look at us as being whatever, but they're going to always say this in the end. You know, your testament's your children. And when you leave a message like that, it is absolutely awesome. And I can't thank you enough. And I hope we get to do this again. Um, you, you're you a know, true one, one, last thing. one last thing. You talk about the testament. Our goal here was to leave a legacy, right? Our goal yes. was to give back and leave a legacy. That's why we wrote this book. The other thing that I thought was very important for Leslie and I is that we said, listen, 50% of the proceeds of this book are going directly to charities to help um, underprivileged youth to help our children continue to build that legacy so that they can have those the access those pathways to success. And so it's not just words in this book. This book is super important to us. The proceeds of this book monetarily are going to go help. 50% of the proceeds will go to help these young people that are in need. And we're even, we're just as proud as that too. And so this book has meaning and it, it, it comes from our heart, but the proceeds of this book will certainly go right into the hands of children to be able to help them as well. You know, it's funny. I, I, I talked to Kareem about two years ago and Kareem's doing like children's books too. And I go, what, why children's books? Why, why, why? And for you, just, just curious, why children's book is that genre to get your message out? What, why, why did you go down there instead of writing a conventional book? Well, I'm not smart enough to write a conventional <laughs> book. I, I tell you, that. But, you know, the part of my life that I'm going through right now with, with fatherhood and parenthood and marriage I needed to talk about that. I needed to talk about what I know. And that's why the children's book is here. We wanted to make sure we had an impact on the kids' lives. Um, and we, we read an awful lot of them here at, at, our, at our home. And we just want to make sure that we can continue to share the messages that, that made me the man that I am, as well as my wife, and as well as Leslie, um, who's just done a great job. She has two boys as well. And when she's talking about her boys, I'm seeing my kids and I'm like, wow, that's a message that we need to put in another book. Uh, our next book, in theory, well, in my mind so far, is going to be the mouse that stopped on the one-yard line. <laughs> um, we're sending it to all the Dallas fans out there so they can they can have them. They can have access to the book first. Uh, hey, real quick, where can they get it? Amazon? Yes, Amazon. It's on pre-order right now. You can order it. It will be there for you um, at the beginning of August. We're actually having an event August 4th at noon, at 12 noon, August 4th, at the Free Library of Philadelphia. We're signing books. We're reading the books to the kids. So please come out and enjoy yourself. It's absolutely free. Come out and enjoy yourself. Read the book. Buy a, buy a copy. Again, we're helping, we're helping to give back to charities. This is what it is all about, helping our youngsters. And if we can't help our youngsters, then who will? If we can't leave the legacy, then who will? That's what this book is all about. Please make sure you send me a link on how you can uh, get the book, and I want to promote it. Um, the first week of August, I want to make sure that we get that out. And I want to make sure that everybody here at Jacob is 100% behind it because that's a great cause. And I love what you're doing. Brian, you're a legend, dude. And you're a legend. Trust me, I, I, I'm, I'm the weakest guy in my house now. My, I, I'm thank God for you two because my, my daughter now goes like this. There's no way you ran like that. You don't wait. There's no way you ran a 4-8. I go, well, I did back in the day. Dad, thank God for the internet. That's Brian, right. thank you, my friend. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Thank you. you bet. That is Brian Westbrook. I really appreciate him coming aboard. Please hit the like button. He was spectacular. Hey, our good friends. 
You know, at Morgan & Morgan. Make sure you understand when you call our friends at Morgan & Morgan, you know this. The fee is free, right? It means this. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Fair compensation when it comes to all of their clients. The number one thing that you understand with Morgan & Morgan, for the people, is not a slogan, okay? This is who they are, and this is what they are, okay? For the past 30 years, they've collected over $13.5 billion worth of compensation for their clients. Look, 800 attorneys strong across the country in offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida make them the biggest law firm in the country. Nobody will intimidate Morgan & Morgan when you have them representing you in a courtroom. Call them 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sill sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to bite to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan, forthepeople.com. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears.
Welcome back, National Football Show. Man, I I, I love Brian Westbrook, and I I do, man. We we're fast becoming friends. Man, do I really like that guy? What a legendary ball player! And get this, you see the one thing he wouldn't do? He would not trash. And I hey hey Xander, I tried to bring him into trashing either To or McNabb. It's kind of what I do. Leading the witness, I'm guilty. He wouldn't do it. That's a professional behind a mic, too. He knows, man. No, no, no. There's nothing in it for me to dog one of my guys. Okay, I wish they'd come to get... That's beautiful. That's maturity. That's leadership. That's why that guy was a great ball player. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that's why that guy's considered one of the legendary Eagles of all time and one of the legendary NFL players of all time. Mad at you, Sills. You let him go too fast. Dude, he was on for 35 minutes. (laughs) What do you mean? Hey, Sander, how long was he on for? 30 minutes? What are you kidding me? What are you talking about, man? The guy was on for like 30 minutes. No way, man. We did, we had him on for a while, man. You can't take advantage of everybody, man. Dude, Westbrook's a great player. Let me ask you guys this before we take a time out here going into hour number two. What do you think you have a better chance of in the 2022 season? Training camps today, not long enough. It seemed like 10 minutes. Hey, man. Yeah, I know, man. Especially when you're talking about some of your favorite people, right? What do you think the Eagles have a better chance of seeing this year? 13 wins or Jalen Hurts throw for 4,200 yards? Okay. Tomorrow is Merrill Reese, Michael. Then Thursday is Mike Missanelli. So we're kind of covered the next couple days. I think Merrill Reese kill will uh, fill your appetite tomorrow. Both. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dominique says 13 wins. Sydney says 13 wins. Manser says neither. Neither. Jalen, 4,200. Whoa, big picking. Cilio, if you can go back in the draft and get Micah Parsons over Devontae, would you do it? Come on, dog. Of course I would. Eight, eight, and one. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Right? Who, who would you rather have? Micah Parsons or Devontae Smith? Give me a break. I have a better chance to win Mega Millions tonight. Oh my God. Is Powerball tonight? The Giants get Devontae and we face him with who? Who wait a minute? Who who's throwing? Who's throwing Devontae the ball? Okay. Who's throwing Devontae? Who's throwing Devontae the ball? Hey, Xander, you want me to break now? I can break now. Then we can just kind of start it up and we can roll. 
And we could we we could start it up right now too if you want. We can break right now because we're behind a break here. Do you want a break here right here? We can keep it rolling. All right, we'll keep it rolling for a little bit here. Appreciate everybody rolling in here with us. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much. Let's see here. Trade Rager. Stop with that trading Rager. Nobody wants him. So Danny Dimes is going to throw to Devontae. He'll have the same yardage in New York that he had in Philly with Danny Dimes throwing him the ball. Danny Dimes. Danny. Hey, Danny's just about out of those subway tokens. (laughs) Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo's on the way. Don't worry. Oh, by the way, that's the new one. Garoppolo to the Giants? Oh, my God. Please say no. If Garoppolo lands in New York, they may win the division. Oh, no. Not Jimmy Garoppolo to the Giants in his 38-16-0 and record. Oh, no. Can you imagine that? Garoppolo goes to New York and turns the Giants around. They're only missing a quarterback, too. By the way, Colts, next up on the schedule for the Eagles. We're going to take a look at that. We're going to get into that here in a minute. We're also going to take a look at some of the question marks going into training camp here and the NFC East as training camp starts. Um, there's, there's no question, no question, Everything revolves around the head coach, the DC, and the quarterback going into the training camp here, okay? There, there's, there's no question. I've got this football team winning the East. I've got this football team getting to the NFC Championship game. That's the talent I think they have. Even with me not being so high on the quarterback, I still think they have the opportunity. Anything, and I said this to you yesterday, anything less is a reflection on Howie Roseman. Remember I say this to you. The reason I've set expectations so high, because you have 13 wins. Keith says, chill. Why? It's football season. It's time to win games. It's time to win ball games. Don't be hurt either if some things don't go the way you think they go. Just because you add all these new players. How many times have you seen when you add a bunch of new players that it works? Can you give me a team in NFL history? How many new players have the Eagles added? Corner? Safety? Edge rusher? Linebacker, defensive tackle, one, two, three, four, five guys to the year 11 that are going to be instrumental in your playing this year on defense. That's just on the defensive side of the ball. You added AJ. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. You got six new players in your 22. M. Reyes says the Rams. It's a good call. Rams added Matthew Stafford. Later on, they added Odell Beckham. They added Von Miller. Yeah, but you know what you had there? You had really great coaching. 
I mean, Sean McVay is one of the great play callers in the league now. I don't know if I'd say that about Nick Sirianni yet. Then again, it could be Jalen Hurts holding him back too as a play caller. I don't know that yet. I can't tell. Okay? The Rams didn't add all at once. Well, they kind of did a year ago. They changed the quarterback, so you're changing the head on the on the football team. That's a big move. You go from golf to Stafford, okay? Then you added Von Miller as a pass rusher, too, on the other side. I think that was an in-season. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't that an in-season trade? I thought that was an in-season trade with the Broncos, that they did that in-season because they thought they needed another pass rusher on the other side of Aaron Donald. This past offseason, they lose Odell Beckham because of injury, and they pick up Allen Robinson, which is a big sign. I don't know Allen Robinson. I wouldn't call him. How about this? I wouldn't call Allen Robinson a top 10 wideout. I'd call him a top 20 wideout. I think he's pretty effective. The Bills, the reason why people love the Bills, the Bills added Von Miller and what? Some draft choices? Not a, not a lot of movement. And you know what you love about the Bills? No noise. Nobody's talking about Josh Allen when it comes to this guy looks great in camp. This is about expectations when you're talking about the Bills now. You know, Red's doing Buffalo too. It's time. You know, they'll tell you that it's not a priority this year to win a Super Bowl because they have a window. They have probably a five-year window up there. There's a five-year window, in my opinion, in Buffalo. A five-year window. PB says, don't backtrack. I'm not backtracking on nothing. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl in the Ravens. Why can't hurt? Agreed, Hawk. Agreed. Gainwell is going to shine under the new coordinator. McDurbin runs a tight ship over there. Yeah, learned it from Andy Reid. Yeah, before the trading, Deadmar, thank you, Omar. Yeah, Buffalo's got the best roster and the best quarterback in the National Football League, in my opinion, going into the regular season. I think that team finally does it, and I think they finally have an opportunity at winning a Super Bowl this year. I do. I think that team, when you're talking about where they are, what they've accomplished, how many drafts that they've been right on, then they go out, They bring in Stefan Diggs to improve Josh Allen. Josh Allen has continued just to grow. Remember something what I told you about Josh Allen. And by the way, I know a lot of you guys like to to compare Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. There is no comparison. This is the best coaching that Josh Allen has ever got. When he was at Wyoming, do you think he really got great coaching? He wasn't a highly recruited kid coming out of high school either. This is the best coaching he's ever received. And under that best coaching, when he had Brian Dable and McDermott, look at how he's prospered under that coaching. The best coaching that Allen received is in the NFL. And I make this point to you. Jalen Hurts is probably getting the lesser 
of his career in coaching. Think about that, what I said. You think the talent in Philadelphia is more talented of a coach when it comes to developing quarterbacks and wide receivers than Lincoln Riley was at Oklahoma or Nick Saban was at Alabama? I say this to you, and I've been saying this to you. I personally think that Jalen Hurts has the lesser of all the coaches he's ever had in the last five years. Okay? You're not going look to – at, look at what Saban has done with all the talent, especially offensively, that have gone on to the NFL and excelled, especially at the wide receiver position. Look at the quarterbacks that have been drafted high in the last couple drafts. Look at the people that are going to Alabama now, wide receiver-wise. Didn't happen before. They're getting coached by the best position coaches in the country right now. The best coach, where do you think your offensive line coach came from? The Eagles' offensive line coach came from Alabama. Think of that. He wasn't an NFL guy. He coached with Nick Saban. Okay? The best coaching Jalen Hurts ever had was probably in Alabama. Once before injuries was better than Josh Allen. I don't know. Josh Allen is no Jim Kelly, and Kelly couldn't do it. Um, he, I, I actually think Josh Allen is uh, more skilled. I don't think he's a better passer than Jim. But he's more skilled because he runs more. And he's a skilled runner. There's a part of his game. And so he can do more in an era of free agency. And Joseph, the reason I say that is this. You rarely keep your football team together because of free agency. Okay? And when you have a quarterback that can run and you lose an old offensive lineman, guard, tackle, what have you, center, your quarterback can hide some of the problems that your O-line because of money and because of bringing everybody back and trying to do it again. Very rarely do you have an assistant. Do you guys know? Seth, thank you so much. What worries me is that we have no quarterback whisperer for Hurts. None. You have none. Sales, those were some great Bills teams. They were, Ryan. And to me, I think, look, the what the Giant game, the missed field goal, um, to me, I think that was in Tampa. That was a game they should have won. Four straight NFC, or excuse me, AFC championships. I'm not sure you'll ever see that again. Okay? I'm telling you guys right now, if Hurts does well, Dan's going to say, look at the talent he has. No, I'm not. Absolutely not. The key, if Jalen finds all that talent, it's a good thing. Some quarterbacks can make guys like Amendola. Look at at how Brady transformed his game, GT. Brady, early on in his career, could take Amendola, Wes Welker, and Edelman and turn those guys into stars. He couldn't do that late in his career anymore. So he goes with Godwin and he goes with Mike Evans and he brings Gronk to Tampa. 
okay? He wasn't able to elevate any longer. So he needed components around him. Look at Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre in Green Bay. They drafted two guys in 40 years as a wide receiver. And everybody keeps saying Green Bay's going to struggle because they don't have an elite wideout. That's not what Green Bay does. And Devontae Adams wasn't a first-round draft choice. So you don't know what they have. That's not what Green Bay does. you got to look at the characteristics of an organization. And Gutekist, the general manager of the team, knows that very well. You've had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers for 30 years. You're going to develop quarterbacks when you, or you're going to develop wide receivers when you have quarterbacks like that. Seals, you think if the Cowboys keep Jimmy Johnson in the 90s, they went four straight? I don't know about four straight, but they probably went five in six years, maybe. Okay? They probably went five in six years, something like that. Okay. Thank you, GT. Now, GT is a mind reader. Congratulations to you. Speaking about Amendola, he's retiring. Isn't it funny Amendola goes to Detroit or wherever the hell he went? He was a nobody. Same thing with Deion Branch. He was a nobody. Look at who played and what winning team he played. I hear it now. That's the stupidest stuff I hear any amateur talking about when they want to try to fit their narrative into that square peg. That's why our show's different, brother. We don't talk like that. I admit when I'm wrong. I was wrong. It's not flip-flopping. I was wrong. It's very simple. I was wrong. (laughs) Hurts has changed. He's a new man. All right. Eagles brought him in first. Look at that. We'll see. We'll see. We're going to take a look at the Colts. Also, you know, hey, let me let me let me let me say this to you before we go to timeout here. So, what about this new little um, addendum that they have on the Kyler Murray contract that he's got to study four hours a week to get a bonus? It's part of the $230 million contract that he signed with the Cardinals. Why in the world would you create a distraction like that publicly for your football team, for every single player on the Cardinals to have to answer now? That is a built-in distraction. Why in the world would you put that in so that every player has to now answer that. I'm not saying it's a bad thing when it comes to the organization. I'm saying this. Who in their right mind thinks that that was a good idea to create noise you don't need? It's like a self-inflicted wound. You're trying to go into the regular season with the least amount of noise around your locker room. Instead, you know what they're doing in Arizona today? Hey, so your guy doesn't study? Your guy doesn't put the work in? Your guy's not that dude? You mean he doesn't care about the game like you do? That's not what I'm saying. You got to answer that. Every player now has to answer that. 
And, and if I'm Cliff Kingsbury, I'm like, I'm, why? Why would you publicly embarrass your quarterback so that the other teammates have to get his back? Now you have the impression that he's lazy. You just gave a guy $230 million and you leaked it out that he's lazy. Somebody did. And I blame the Cardinals for putting it in there. Can't you just go to a mature kid and say, you need to study more, kid. You need to be in here more. You need to burn the midnight oil. Do you really have to write that into a contract? So you gave $230 million to a lazy dude. The Bidwells have to answer for that. How do you write that in like that? And think that's not noise or how that doesn't hurt your team. Jeremiah goes, he signed it. I don't blame him. I would sign it too. And I'd make you hold me to that. By the way, so you're flying on a four-hour trip back from the East Coast. Is that all the four hours in a week he has to put in for film study? Let me tell you about film study. If I had to go back and do something in my brief NFL career, I would have done more of that, and I needed to do more of that. It's funny. When I was in college, it's all I did. When I got to the NFL, I, I didn't do enough of it. It was a major mistake in my life. If I, and get this, it takes no talent, no ability to do film study. There's no talent involved. It just takes desire and hard work. You've now given the impression that Kyler Murray is lazy. I don't think that's a good look. You just gave somebody $230 million. Okay? This is where you go and you question the Bidwells. Here, here's $230 million. Oh, yeah, he's lazy, too. Unbelievable. Better do your homework. Or no play time for you. My, expectation, my expectations are low, so I, I don't rage like you later. Not sure what that means. Okay, I see G. Okay. Hey, well, do me a favor now. Hit the like button. Okay? We're going to look at the Colts and other issues that are inside the NFC East. We're going to look at the NFC East. Today's the first day of training camp. Very excited about the start of football. Today it starts. Don't forget my friends at Morgan & Morgan where the fee is free. Guys, if you're hurt or injured on the job, one of the most important things you can do is get an attorney for your family. For the people is not a slogan. This is what they do, and this is who they are. Over 800 attorneys strong in offices in Philly, in New York, and in Florida are there to go to battle for you. They're the biggest law firm in the country, and they will not be intimidated once they get in that courtroom to make sure you and your family get the same treatment when it comes to getting fair treatment for your family's compensation. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sill sent you.
Many times when people are injured at a place of business, they don't realize they may have a case. The fact is injuries should not happen. And most of the time when someone is injured, someone is at fault. Maybe the store manager installed a cheap, slippery floor, or there wasn't proper security. After an injury at a hotel, restaurant, store, or any place of business, it's so important to call us. Time matters, size matters. Morgan & Morgan, for the people.com. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. give you guys one more chance big sales national football show please hit the like button thank you guys so much don't forget programming note tomorrow Merrill reese at 5 30 thursday mike missinelli will be with us that'll be at 4 30 i'm gonna give you one more chance to adem your win total 
give you one more chance. This is your, you get one mulligan here. How many wins do you think this Eagle team has this year? Where's that schedule? Let's take a look. Let's take a look. I'm going to give you guys one last mulligan. Okay? 11 and 6. Eleven and six, twelve and five. Twelve. Eight wins, nine losses. <laughs> oh my God. Eight, eight, and one. I see ten, eleven wins. Let's do that. You beat the line. Hey, let me, let me, GT 11. What's the point spread for the Lions Eagles game opener? According to CBS Sports, Lions versus Eagles spread, Eagles minus 3.5. Three and a half? Damn! Three and a half. Not really a great number, but hey, I think you beat the Lions. I don't think you beat the Vikings. I don't think you beat Washington at FedEx. I do think you beat the Jags. I don't think you beat Kyler Murray. And I don't think you beat the Cowboys. That's two and four going into the bye. Okay. Let's see if it gets better. I think you beat the Steelers. I do think you beat Washington. You split. You're four and four now. I think you beat the Texans. You're five and four. I think you lose to the Colts. You're five and five. I think you lose to the Packers. Five and six. I think you beat the Titans. You're six and six. I think you beat the Giants. Seven and six. I think you beat the Bears. Eight and six. I think you lose to the Cowboys. I don't think you beat the Cowboys this year. I don't think you split. I think you beat the Saints. And I think you beat the Giants. That's 10 and 7. You win the division. That's 10 and 7. 
How can I sit here and tell you that you're going to beat the Cowboys when you've been crushed by them? How, how on your right mind can I do that? That you're going to split with Dallas when the games haven't been close. We'll beat the Cowboys at least once. Really? <laughs> hey, Carl, thank you. Carl goes, you're a pig, Silio. <laughs> oh, I love that. Thank you. You think the roster is one game better than last year? You know what's funny about that? The Buccaneers were one game better than the year they won the Super Bowl. You can have a one-game improvement and not mean much. One-game improvement? That game they laid an egg in against the Giants last year, they should have won 10 games last year. They laid an egg in that giant game in the Meadowlands. How do you lose to a shitty team like the New York Giants? The funny thing is there's no smoke for Josh Allen, but everybody has a problem with Hurts. Of course there's no smoke for Josh Allen. He's the best player in the league at his position right now. They lost their best wide receiver, best pass rusher, and best guard. Who's that? Who's they? Washington may split with the Cowboys. Eh, I don't know about that. 11 and 6? So you're okay, 11 and 6 would mean this then. Gigi, you're saying that they do split and it would be 11 and 6. Okay. Okay. 6 and 0 in the East, 8 and 3 through the rest of the league, says Russell. <laughs> Oh, my God. Be the best record in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles, wouldn't it? So Russell says, let me see, what was that? 6-0 and and 8-3. and So you're going to win more games this year than you've ever won in the history of the Eagle franchise under Jalen Hurts. They're going to go 14-3. and Okay. Davey Boy, stop comparing – Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen, just stop it. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. Okay? It's like it's like comparing Halle Berry to Martha Stewart. <laughs> stop it. Just stop it. Stop it. Okay? Hey, Halle Berry and Mar- Martha Stewart, huh? <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> I even got Joseph. <laughs> Holy cow, man. I mean, really. So 10 and 7, 11 and 6, somewhere in there. How is Allen the best at his position? He never beat Mahomes in the playoffs. You're right. Hey, Flex. You're right. Going into this year, when I look at Josh Allen and the Bills roster, I see the best team in football. 
Where in your right mind do you see anything that resembles Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts? Where, or did they play the quarterback position, is the only comparison you can make. That guy is a great athlete. Even your boy Shady McCoy said it when he was in Buffalo. You knew he was going to be special. I don't hear anybody saying that about the dude in Philly. He's not special in Philly. He's not a special player. He's a good player. Jimmy Garoppolo's not special. But he's 38 and 16. Okay? He's not special. You don't have to be except Joe Flacco's not special. Won a Super Bowl. He's not special. To be the man, you got to beat the man. He said Mahomes sills, not hurts. Oh, oh oof. Mahomes. Mahomes, I'll tell you what, though. Andy Reid and that Chiefs offense, you think it looks as good as it did three years ago? I don't know. I can't wait to see the Chiefs this year without Tyreek Kill. So you lose Kareem Hunt three years ago, which affected your run and affected your play action. You lose your two tackles. Orlando Brown is still out. You lose Tyree Kill, and you think that offense is still going to hum on all cylinders. Okay, let's see. Andy Reid, when it comes to handling personnel, that's not his forte. They, they haven't replaced Tyree Kill. They haven't replaced 17% of their run offense when Kareem Hunt left. That guy was a pass-catching demon out of the backfield for the Chiefs. When they lost that guy, that offense has not been the same. It's not. Hey, Josh Allen is better than Hurts if you have eyes. Mahomes is better than Allen if you have eyes. Eh. We'll see about that. Okay, we'll see about that. So Joe Burrow then is better than Mahomes, right? Because he knocked off Mahomes. By the way, can I can I throw hey before we get to the Indy Colts? Can I make a suggestion here? How many people would feel pretty comfortable going with Jalen Hurts as your starting quarterback for the next two years? How many people would be okay with that? Especially if he wins a division and you see these guys um, and you see these guys getting better. You see the offense getting better. Okay. Do you see what Mike Brown said today? Mike Brown, because of a comment that Patrick Mahomes made, said this, you know, I really like the way Patrick Mahomes handled himself when he was talking about contracts that he doesn't have to be the highest paid guy in the league. That he's a guy that is really comfortable where he is and how much money he makes. You know what Mike Brown, the owner of the Bengals said? Cause you get this, they're starting to work on a contract extension for Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. He's got two years remaining on his contract. Okay. Julio Jones signs with the bucks. 
I told you that months ago. Tom Brady called him. I told you that months ago Brady was going to do that. Brady called him. As a matter of fact, I may have to go back into my timeline and repost that. Tom Brady called Julio Jones. Um, so Mike Brown is already crying about the money he's going to have to pay Joe Burrow. Okay? Okay? If you're Philadelphia, why don't you just wait for the Burrow sweepstakes? Because Joe Burrow's not going to finish his career in Cincinnati. He's, they're not going to, not, he's not finishing his career there. Joe Burrow's going to demand top dollar. And he should. Well, I'll be damned. Sills was finally right. Oh, well, what? Finally right. Sills got one right. Oh, really? I got to go back and find that. I'll find it and retweet it. That Brady called him. Unless Hertz proves us wrong, he balls and becomes our. Wait a minute. You're telling me if even if Jalen Hurts balls out, you don't want Joe Burrow? I'm sorry, dude. I don't give a shit how kind of what kind of balling out you think. <laughs> what you think Jalen does? If I get an opportunity to go out and get Joe Burrow. <laughs> I don't care what you think of Jalen. See you later. Here's your papers. Get the hell out of town. Davey Boyd thinks that Cincinnati's going to pay Burrow. Really? The owner's crying already. The owner is crying already over, hey, you know, you don't have to be the highest paid guy. He's got two years remaining on his contract. The Browns are already feeling it. Dude, you're going to have to pay... Joe Burrow, $500 million. You're going to go north of five. Hey, Xander, am I right when I say this? You'll probably have to pay annually for Joe Burrow, $55 million. At least $55 million. You might have to pay him 60. 60 million bucks. Jalen's arm. You mean Jalen's noodle? <laughs> Depends when they sign him. They're not, I, dude, I don't see the Bengals signing that guy. Run it back, Philly. Must be the burner for Minshew. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, man. The owner of the Bengals is barking. Xavier. Well, you know, you don't have to be the highest paid guy. You know, you really don't have to be the highest paid dude. Jalen's like 23. Burrow is older because he had a red shirt. So, hey, Big Keezy, you think because he's 23, he's magically going to, over the next couple of years, equal Joe Burrow's ability? Wow. Hundred and sixty hertz defenders in here. He stinks. <laughs> oh my god, he stinks. I don't think he stinks, dude. I don't I don't think he stinks. Okay. Here, watch this. 
I'm going to pay Joe Burrow $60 million. Here's what I'm going to pay Jalen Hurts. A tuna, a tuna sandwich. <laughs> I'm going to pay him a tuna sandwich. I'm not paying him 60 million bucks. I'm not paying him 30 million. I'm not paying him the franchise tag. I heard the guys talking about that. Hey, Xander, I posted that Brady. How can you find that? I posted on my Twitter that Brady contacted Julio Jones. Can you do me a favor, Xander, and see if you could pull that tweet up for me? Because I want to be – and, and make sure you, like, retweet it on my Twitter because I know that I said that, that Brady had contacted Julio Jones a couple months ago because they knew they weren't going to be able to bring back Antonio Brown – and they knew they weren't going to get um, – and by the way, for me, this is how I play Julio Jones in Tampa. I only need that guy for 10 ball games. Okay? I don't need him for 17 games. I just need that guy for 10 games in the playoffs. That's all I needed. And tell him Big Sale sent you. Name another Philly athlete who gets ripped – on by the media as often as much as Hertz does. Well, you got to look at this. Look at this, baby. Look at this. What's the date? March 17th. Look at that, baby. Tom Brady has reached out to Julio Jones to join the Buccaneers. Bang. Bang. How you doing? How you doing? That ain't fake. How you doing? He says it's fake, Xander. March 17th, baby. How you doing? Julio's officially a buck. That's freaking unbelievable. March 17th, 2022. Big sales because, oh, wait a minute. We pro- I think we had on Bruce Arians right after that. Yeah. The senior executive to the owner. Has been on our show, I think, twice. I think twice. Tweet was fabricated. You wish. How you doing? Marcos, thank you. Xander, do we need a timeout? Xander photoshopped it. Xander doesn't do any of that kind of stuff. Xander doesn't do any of that, man. Xander goes, hey, man, I ain't that skilled dog. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) And by the way, why would we? Content is content. It's all good. Yeah, baby. You know me, man. Big Sills. Oh, I'll be jamming that down everyone's face. Yeah, Rick Stroud. How you doing? I may. Okay, yeah. Hey, the Garoppolo, but I did get Julio. Nobody likes the I told you so guy. It was a, yeah, but you guys have been telling me I suck at that. Oh, look at Xander. You're the best, man. Hold on for a second, man. This is classic. I got, hey, oh my God. Can you imagine hey, when Big Sills tweets this thing here? 
Oh, this is fantastic. I'm going to send this to Rick Stroud and the Bucks. But Bo- well, here, boom. You're welcome, Buck fans. You are welcome, Buck fans. <laughs> uh, that's Xander's boy, too. Look at it. There it is. Yes, sir. Bang. You're welcome, folks. You need any kind of numbers. Sydney, that's the ultimate get right there. If I'm so good at this, why can't I pick my lottery numbers? Belichick's the most overrated coach, losing record without Brady. Actually, didn't he go 11-5 and five with Matt Castle as his starting quarterback? Didn't he? I could have swore that Brady got hurt in that opening game against Kansas City. And Matt Castle directed the team to an 11-5 and five record. I don't know. I may have been mistaken, but I could have swore Castle, who wasn't drafted. Oh, I know he was drafted, but he never started a down at USC. Okay. Julio's past his prime. I don't think so. I think he's got a Achilles injury. Okay. I think he's got an Achilles injury. And if you're looking for him to play 14 games, you got a problem. But if you're looking for him to play 10 games and then you get him on a get him into the postseason, my opinion, Julio's going to be effective. Seals, when the Eagles are two and four at week seven, please, you're welcome. No, 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 I'm not doing that. Yeah, no, I mean, going into the bye, you beat the Lions, you lose to the Vikings, you lose at FedEx, you beat the Jags, you lose to the Cards, and you lose to the Cowboys. You're two and four. You still end up with 10 wins. What the hell do you want from me? Bruce Arians was the snitch. Jeremiah, you keep that to yourself. Okay? You keep that to yourself. Big Seals hair gel is past its prime. No, I got a new hair gel. It's not cutting it. It's being fired immediately. See, it doesn't keep it down like the other stuff. Okay, yeah. No, this thing, you're fired. This this gel's fired. I hate it. Damn, Carl. <laughs> Who's Carl? Goodbye. <laughs> hey, by the way, you see Belichick is selling Mac Jones. Jesus. We're not losing at FedEx. You're not? Okay. Commander Wentz has something to say about that. Commander Wentz has something to say. Keep the matches away. When is the last time we lost at FedEx? When's the last time the uh, Washington Commanders had a quarterback? Matt Castle, right? Tuna sandwich, baby. That's what Jalen Hurts is, is a tuna sandwich. (laughs) Hey, Xander, that's not fair, right? That's not fair, right? That Jalen's a tuna sandwich. Burrow is 25. He ain't 27. 
Hey, Seals, do you think the Patriots cheated back in the 2000s? No, I do not. No, I do not. Cheated. Because they took some film of a practice. And you think that mattered. Isn't it funny after all those uh, so-called scandals, they ended up winning Super Bowls anyway. So you couldn't tie that into it. Now, I will give you this. Why do it? But to me, it always gave it like a Raider error that these guys were always doing something and you always had to worry about it. You know, like Al Davis turning on the sprinkler heads when fast teams came into the Coliseum or the earphones on one side would be out when you went into Oakland. Those were all the things that Al Davis used to do. I used to call those things gamesmanship. Okay? Stealing signs in baseball. Hey, check it out. The Astros, like, nobody got in trouble for that except a couple, like, general managers and some managers. The players didn't. How come you didn't take Altuve's batting championships away or his MVP? He got caught in a cheating scandal. Players didn't pay for that. You would think that a guy that won how many American League batting titles? Three. Jose Altuve won three batting titles and an MVP. They didn't take him away. Okay, but they fired a manager, the GM, and whatever. Even uh, Alex Cora got canned up in uh, Boston. He's now back, though. (laughs) If your team is good enough, you could tell the opposite defense. Dude, especially when you're playing common opponent. Big Seal's the nail in the thumb of a boxing (laughs) kind of (laughs) guy. Oh, man. You think I would have a nail in my boxing glove? No. Hey, Eastside Monster, I'm more of the nail in your foot that keeps aggravating you. And you can't you can't get that out of your shoe. <laughs> okay? That's who I am. Look at how many people that, that, that Xander's got a block today. This is great. Astros, the lonely team the Yankees can't beat. I know, man. They still can't get them guys. Gamesmanship is part of it. Of course it is. Sills, I do love and hate you. <laughs> get one of your views, man. It's great because you have an opinion. Sean, that's what it's about. And by the way, Sean, you get it. Xander gets it. Big Krause gets it. It's all it is, man. It's fun. Okay? Don't take it too personal. Get your panties in a bind, sit back, have a glass of water, have your wife make you a tuna sandwich or a Jalen sandwich, and you'll be all right. (laughs) Don't block me, Xander. I'm an OG. (laughs) Hey, Sills, if Jalen becomes this year's MVP, can I come on your – yes. Yes, I will make that proclamation here. All of you guys that stuck up for Jalen, we will schedule five-minute increments for you to come on and bash Big Sills. If Jalen Hurts goes on, and here, I'll tell you this. I'll make a bet with you. You know what? I'm going to make the bet at the top of the hour. Make a bet. I got got to write things down because of CTE. Thank you. And by the way, can I can you guys do me a favor? Okay, tomorrow's my daughter's birthday. She kind of like watches this. 
Okay. She could, could be nice. Okay. Joseph Hudson is number one to come on. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Joseph, that's from Xander. Okay. That's from Xander. Okay. That's from Xander. You're number one. Don't do it, Sills. You will ban us at uh, never. Never, Joseph. Absolutely never. No, no, no. I'm going to uh, no, I I can't I'm a man of my word here. Unless I gotta leave the man cave, right, Xander? <laughs> that's that's inside. I don't, you know, I don't. Okay. I'm gonna make the bet at the top of the hour with all of you. All of you guys, okay? Oh, God. <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> Sounds like a set. Look at look. Joseph. How can it be a setup? Guys, though, really, all kidding aside, dude, football season, man. This is great. This is fun. This is wonderful. We're shit talking, having fun. Great guest. Great conversation. Hey, I, I, I'm with you guys. I wish to God that I could hear all your voices too. Because it would it would be unbelievable. I really do. Uh, honest to God. But then again, man, if I was like on the Fanatic or IP, I, I, I don't know if I could put all you guys on. I would though. I wouldn't run any of you guys. But then again, I'd have to have Xander with me. <laughs> Not this guy, Sills. He ain't working. <laughs> Look at Eastside Monster with a racist con- You racist. He's Italian. It's a setup. <laughs> hey, they killed Cilio on the causeway. Pop. They shot Cilio on the causeway. <laughs> if I go missing, guys, Jalen wins MVP. Cilio... <laughs> Holy shit, Joseph is going to be in the north end of Lincoln Financial like Hoffa. What happened to Joseph? Hey, I saw him rolling around on a tailgate over at the link. I saw Cilio in the proximity. Never saw Joseph again. I don't know what the hell happened. I think he whacked him. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. But there was a 20-pound gallon barrel out there, and I don't know. Somebody was knocking on it. <laughs> Somebody was knocking on it. Mob ties. No, I don't know what that means. Sorry. I don't know. There's no such thing as the mob. You're digging a hole. Easy. You did it. <laughs> Look at you guys. Hey, Cilio did it. Okay. I'm going to make a bet with you guys. I, I, I got to probably put a bunch of little denims to it. Hey, by the way, do I get a mulligan during the year at all? Or is this going to be, as my good friend Tony Bruno would say, a stone-cold lead pipe lock? Does this have to be a Tony Bruno special? A stone-cold lead pipe lock? Okay? Okay, is this... Do I get a mulligan during the year? See, I'm, I think you're going to be two and four by the break. You get the flip-flop, yes. <laughs> Oh, so time. You guys are one. Dude, what a great day. I think you guys are really feeling it, man. Because really, quite frankly, you know this, man. It's time to play.
August 12th, we're going to kind of get a good look at what this team – I don't know how many of the starters are going to put out there, though. Davy Boy goes, no, nah, you talk too much shit for a mulligan. Your mulligan has been – your mulligan – hey, your mulligan has been revoked. And Cilio, don't don't let me – and if you renege, I'll revoke your man card. Your man card. No farce. <laughs> run, farce, run. Oh, my God. Okay, I say 4-2 break. I say 2-4 break. I will personally send you a Hurts jersey. Ugh. Can you make it an Alabama one? <laughs> I'd be more apt to wear the Alabama Hurts jersey. Oh, that's right. They threw them away. <laughs> hey, there's no Hurts jerseys anymore. They threw them away. They're not Tua jerseys. No. <laughs> uh. It should be a very interesting. Yes, William. All us kidding aside, I think it's gonna be great. Gaming. <laughs> yeah, we do no longer. Hey, uh, do you have a Jalen Hurts Alabama jersey? Uh, no, we've uh, put Tua's number on it. <laughs> Is this McCarthy's last year? Uh, yeah. You imagine getting asked that question in the opening of training camp in Oxnard yesterday. Instead of doing this, hey, good afternoon, Mike. It's this. Hey, Mike, you think you're on the hot seat this year? Hey, hello. How you doing? <laughs> Seal's got to admit, oh, it's going to be a great season. Oh, it is. It is. It's going to be a great year. <laughs> Jesus, man, I got everybody swearing at me today. Do I really bring that out in everybody? Xander's swearing at me. Got to hit a damn break. All right. Hit the GD like button. Our God, we're already here, dude. Hour three. It's right around the corner. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. 
What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sales. Start a training campus today. All teams around the National Football League have reported to training camp. The National Football League season has started. So Xander sent me some YouTube guy. Never heard of him. <laughs> Another one of these guys. Who? <laughs> hey, if Xander is more popular than you, you have no shot of me caring. You have no shot, okay? If you're not more famous than Xander, you have no shot at being on my show, okay? Hey, well, listen, I'm not going to, I'm not mentioning any, I'll just say this, but you know what you guys have done here? Xander, what I do like is people are taking snippets from our show and they're now spreading it around because this is where people come to have fun talk a little shit and talk about their favorite team, the favorite teams. That's exactly what we want. We're not recreating the wheel here, but what we do have here, all of, by the way, all of us have opinions. Take a look at the board over there. Wouldn't we agree that 70% of the people that come into the show every day have a completely different view of mine. And I welcome it. As long as you're not obnoxious, when you start getting personal, that's when we exit you. If you can't keep your shit together, you will be executed from this program. You will be blocked. Okay. What we do is, and by the way, I think everybody, 95% of you guys have been great. I, I don't like people agreeing with, you know what? Hey, Maybe my wife says this all the time. So, guys, I'm going to give you a little bit behind the, the curtain here of the Cilio family. My wife will go like this to me in the middle of a conversation. So, like, just because you, like, holler and just because you, like, are in a debate here, you think you're going to change my mind? No, I'm not trying. She goes, well, then shut the hell up. <laughs> okay, I get it. Right? Rager's a ball boy. Yeah, this is what I would tell Jalen Rager. Hey, Jalen, can you do me a favor? Can you go get my shoulder pads? Yeah, they're airing out near the fan. Can you go get my shoulder pads? Thank you. Hey, and by the way, you could pick up um, you could pick up an orange there for me. 
and a cup, a cup of water. I appreciate it. Thank you, dog. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, here's my keys. Can you go park my car? <laughs> hey, Jalen. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, Jalen Rager. No, not, not Jalen Hurts yet, but Jalen Rager. Hey, go park my car, kid. And by the way, don't hit anything. I love my Hummer. I done. Yeah, hey, Jalen Bobby Boucher Rager. That's what we're going to start calling him during the season, Bobby Boucher. No, actually, I can't do that because Bobby Boucher was good. Jay says, I usually get out of bed around 7. Great, thank you, man. Hey, I usually get out of bed around 8. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, right? Smith versus Brown, who gets more touchdowns this year? We're going to hit all in that in this hour here, okay? Who gets more touchdowns? A.J. Brown's going to have the touchdowns. Jalen, hey, you know what? Do you guys think this is this sounds right? I think that A.J. Brown's going to have the touchdowns, but I think Devontae may have the yards this year. Like, I think that Devontae may have – the catches in the yards, but the touchdowns are going to – dude, if I'm throwing the football to Devontae Smith or to A.J. Brown, I'm going to A.J. Brown. No disrespect. He's more physical, and this is what that guy does. That's his deal. He is a red zone nightmare. You're not going to man him up with any of your DBs. That includes Jalen Ramsey. I'll take that dude against Ramsey. Now, if we're talking about putting up 10 catches, 160 yards in a game and three touchdowns, that's Justin Jefferson. That's not A.J. Brown. I think you guys got the wrong mentality when you look at him. He's not a 10-catch, 163-touchdown guy. He's more this. Seven catches, 98 yards, two TDs. That's who he is. Somewhere like that, 95 yards, eight catches, two touchdowns. Because if you're expecting 10 catches – 175 and and three he's not that dude he's never been that dude in three years in the nfl he's never been that guy okay he's never been that guy but again on third down i'm throwing it to him end zone i'm throwing it to him i'll take him over almost anybody in the league guys if you think he's going to put 1,400 yards up, you're sadly going to be disappointed. But I do think he could put up 14 touchdowns. That I do think he can do. That I do. I got to make a bet here with you guys. Okay? I got to do the bet. He's a contest. That's right, Seth. That's what makes him a beast. You, you, Seth? Seth has the take on A.J. Brown, Xander. He's a contest. That's exactly correct, dude. Catch guy who could run after the catch, and A.J. Brown is actually a beast. He is. That's exactly who he is right there. Okay? He's not going to – that's the definition of who that guy is. I think Seals is scared of the bet. I'm not scared of anything except my old lady and my aunt. <laughs> And 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 maybe Lenny Dykstra. A Des Bryant type. I never looked at him as I think Des was a little faster. You know what I'm saying? I think Des was a little faster. Okay, here's the bet. <laughs> 
all of you Jalen Hurts lovers. <clears throat> How many yards does he have to throw for? See if I agree with it. How many yards do you does Jalen have to throw for? How many? Let's see if we can come to terms on this. Forty one hundred. I like that. Forty one hundred. Two seventy a game. Maniac. I think you're at the peyote tree again. Hold on here. 270 times 17. You think he throws for 4,500 yards? Come on, dog. Nah, Michael, that's too low. 4,300. Minimum 38. I say 41. Are we good? Okay. How about this? 4K. Let's go 4K and compromise. How many TDs? I'm not scared, Allison. How many TDs? By the way, I'll tell you what the bet is. Hey, Seth, he ain't throwing. He ain't throwing for 4K, but okay. 33 touchdowns. 33 T 33 touchdowns. 30, 25. I'm going to leave it to Xander to pick the number. 30, 25, 35, 30, 34, 28, 25. I'm going to leave it to Xander. Xander, 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 Xander's the guy that's your show. Pick the number. What a tool bag. Let me think. 28 touchdowns. Let's compromise. 28. That's up from 16. Okay. I don't care about the rushing stuff. You can keep that. And you guys say 12 wins. Okay. Here's here's the bet, and I like this bet. You're saying that this year Jalen Hurts throws for 4,000 yards, 28 touchdowns, and has 12 wins as a team. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, oh boy, this is quite an improvement. This would be like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen improvement. So you obviously are under the impression that you have Josh Allen as a quarterback in Philly. Okay. I will put on all the haters. You get a five minute, you get a five minute five-minute segment to go crazy on big sales. Five minutes. I've done this before on the radio, actually, before. It was quite funny. Sales, if Jalen throws for 4,500 yards and 35 touchdowns. (laughs) Dude. Maniac, shut your hole. So Jalen is going to get 10-plus more TDs, 4K with 12 wins. Damn, Philly. Hey, Seth. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. They think King Kong's playing quarterback. I'll take that bet. 
bet. All right. There it is. I think we said, oh, GT, are you afraid? GT, are you afraid? You made, you guys made the bet here. You guys made the bet, man. Hey, would you guys like to break down the offensive line and the defensive tackles? This is what I like as we start the season out. Conversations like this. Hey, we know we could break out the yards per catch if you'd like. Xander, can you bring up the chart for us? <laughs> talk about dopey talk. Oh. <laughs> uh, but you also have to wa- Oh, wait. Jail No, no, no. The uh, wearing a Jalen Hurts jersey, that means he has to win a playoff game. The the playoff game cuz I don't wear I've never worn an opposing team's jersey other than an, a Canes jersey or a Buccaneer jersey since I've been older. I've never worn one. Well, it's not true. That's not true. I had some of these made. Um, the Rangers sent me this. Isn't that cool? The Rangers sent me that. And when I broadcast for the DAE in Tampa, the Lightning sent me this one. I got a white one, too. This is the alternate. Look at that, too, man. It's even CCM. How you doing? Bang. CCM. How you doing? Bang. I got a, I got hundreds of those. That's a participation trophy. We need an NFC title and minimum. And Cilio wears the Hertz jersey. Okay. By the way, guys, I won't lie. I'm working on a fly. Hey, Xander, I'm working on a Flyers. I'm working on a Flyers 93. Get this. Torch gave me this. When Torch was the head coach of the Rangers, and I think they had the, um, you know, the Winter Classic? This is the Winter Classic uh, sweater. See that? Winter Classic sweater? Torch is going to get me a flyer gear. He goes, hey, you want the alternate? I go, no, I want that orange thing. Yeah, I want that flyers. I want the original flyers. Today's show and tell. Thank you. Those are good-looking toilet paper, <laughs> spoken like someone that's loyal to the soil. Cilio, how did you become a Philly Eagles content creator? Jay, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what that means. I just show up and do a show. <laughs> you, you're, you're, you're weighing too much into, like, me, like, creating things. This team needs to score early and often. Seth, they can't they can't come from behind. They don't have comeback capability. That quarterback can't dig them out of trouble. They can't. That's one of the deficiencies on the offense, unless they improve that. We'll see. I don't think they can either. I think you get a lead on the Eagles, you're done. Like if the Cowboys get out to a 14-point lead, 
there's absolutely no way the Eagles can come back from that. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you being here, man. That means a lot. I don't know. Just show up. <laughs> Classic Sills line. <laughs> Sills, you put on that orange jersey, you'll look like a big pitcher of Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> Allison, you will be eating crow. Allison, that's not what I'll be eating. You know what I'll be eating? My just desserts. I'm going to have probably a cheesecake with a little bit of lemon meringue hurts on it. Then what I'll have is a little two and four, you know, Neapolitan, you know, right there on the side. And then I'll have to get Tyler Van Dyke on and have to try to convince him to want to play in Philly. Shit. But it'll be okay and all worth it. Hey, Sills, what size jersey am I sending you? I'm not going to tell you on this yet. I want to lose some weight. So that means I got to lay down some Coronas. I got to put some Coronas down. All right, so there's the bet. By the way, we've been going. Hertz says single season passing yards and TD mark. Okay, so what is that? What is that? How many? Well, we know Wentz. So, so he throws for 4,100 yards this year. That would break the record. What's the most touchdowns ever thrown by a quarterback? What's the touchdown passing record for the Philadelphia Eagles? According to the football database, Ranked by touchdown passes. Oh. Only stats for regular season games. Carson Wentz. Included. Carson Wentz is the Philadelphia Eagles single season leader in touchdown passes with 33. <laughs> can I can 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 I please have that again? <laughs> Who holds the record for the most passing yards in a season as quarterback for the Eagles? 4,039 yards. According to Stat News, Carson Wentz has the most passing yards by an Eagles quarterback in a season with 4,039 yards in 2019. Who has the most touchdowns in a single season for the Philadelphia Eagles as quarterback? According to the football database, Carson Wentz is the Philadelphia Eagles single season leader in touchdown passes with 33. Oh, man, I uh, didn't, uh, uh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I know he's not, Xander. So your boy, Jalen Hurts, has to break Carson Wentz's records? I could see Carson Wentz throwing for 4,200 yards and 35 touchdowns this year. Wow. <laughs> Mike goes, 
Laugh at Dan. <laughs> I begged the dead. She's had, hey, boy, Siri, man. She's a Carson Wentz fan. <laughs> I never said, hey, ho hold on. <laughs> hey, hold on for a minute here. Hey, Siri, are you a Carson Wentz fan? <laughs> And then no response. Oh. And he, oh, wait a minute. That's a good point, Xander. Hey, the bet is this, though. Hey, the bet is this. That's right, Dion. Hertz has to do it in 13 games. <clears throat> Hertz has to do it in 13 games. Right? A girl, no response. Siri will eat crow. <laughs> oh, man. So you're telling me that your guy has to break the records that are set by Wentz. And Wentz is the all-time single-season passing king in Philly. Seals recorded that during the break. <laughs> this is a fun day opening of camp we should be having fun like this you know why we've gone over all this bullshit before we know what's up watch this look seriously kidding aside great o-line quarterback's got to play great it's got to play great because it's there for them to win we all agree with this if jalen balls out and plays well the Philadelphia Eagles could easily win the NFC because every other component on the team. Now, I'll say this to you. Here, I've got more question marks on the defensive side than I do on the offensive side, but I'm more encouraged by the defensive side, if that makes sense to you. There's so many new faces over there. How are they going to play? Is Bradbury going to go back to two years ago? Is Hassan Reddick going to continue um, being a double-digit sack guy on a third Different team in three years. By the way, doesn't that concern you at all? Ask this to you. Does that concern you that Hassan Reddick, this is his third? If, if it concerns you for Wentz, how come? And, and get this. Why didn't Matt Rule, who he played for at Temple, why didn't Matt keep him in Carolina? Third different team in three years? This is Hassan Reddick we're talking, not Carson Wentz. Any, any kind of issue with that? Right? I mean, Vikings at Philly. I think Vikings beat get beat. I think the Vikings win. I think Justin Jefferson has 180 yards and three touchdowns and 10 catches. Okay? He's going to want to make a point. That's Jalen Rager week. <laughs> okay so he wanted out in two different places two consecutive years right look i'm not i don't know i don't know what happened because i never heard anything i'm just saying you know what i mean i mean right right three third team in three years he didn't get the money he wanted when he went to carolina also 
Reddick wanted to come home. Again, like I said, okay, that could be. That could easily be third team in three years. Eh. Hey, Jalen Rager week. Because every time we see Rager on the sidelines in an Eagle uniform, the second week of the season against the Vikings, we watch Justin Jefferson going up, getting a touchdown by the guy you say who sucks, Kirk Cousins. Everyone's going to throw up at Lincoln Financial. These should be the worry. Can Gannon be creative? Seth, I don't know. He has not shown me one propensity to be able to be creative. And, and hey, and by the way, I heard John McMullen talking about, you know, how they're going to play Hassan Reddick. So you're going to play a five. You're going you're gonna to be in a five defensive front. Dude, this guy's 6'1", 235. He ain't taking on 6'6", guys like Lane Johnson. He's not. And he's not that great a cover guy, okay, when it comes to tight ends. This guy's a, a pass-rushing situational guy. I don't know you start him. You put him in on third down. Now, if a team is a predominant – now, John did make a point today that he's right. How, how much of the game are you in nickel? You are in nickel a lot. Today's NFL, and watch this. Are you going to be in a lot of nickel against the Lions? I don't know. Are you going to be in a lot of nickel versus the Vikings? I do think so. Are you going to be in a lot of nickel versus Washington? I think so. Are you going to be in a lot of nickel versus the Jags? With NTN and with with uh, Trevor Lawrence? I think so. Um, The Cardinals? I do believe. The Cowboys? For sure. So John's right. There's going to be a lot of nickel packages in those first couple games before you get into the bye. So you're going to see, okay, a lot of pass rushing fronts. And that's going to be a benefit to Hassan Reddick because, look, if you're playing against the Colts, Hassan Reddick is useless in that game. You got a back that's 18, what, 11? You gained 1,800 yards. They're going to run the ball at you. Jonathan Taylor is going to try to try to create play action for Matt Ryan. They're going to try to run the ball in that game. Okay. Why wouldn't you kid gain 1800 yards last year, by the way, Dalvin cook could catch it and run it. There's a guy that can run the ball too. Very versatile. They got a very good football team, Minnesota. Mike Zimmer did not do a very good job at developing that football team. In my opinion, especially on the offensive side, and when it came down to it, they really didn't upgrade enough on the defensive side, and that was supposed to be his forte. And the Colts O-line is one of the better O-lines, so this could be a good little thing, man. You know what? I'm not hearing a lot of good things any longer from this kid, Tart. People in San Francisco told me that they were okay letting him go. They were okay. And I was like, wow, man, he played like 80% of the plays. And I'm like, okay, we'll see. Let's see how he plays in a system. Because look look, look at Darius Slade. Darius Slade was in that Lions system, kind of got lost in it. Came over to Philly. It's been a different ball player. Dean will be the steal of the draft. It's going to be interesting to see how they play him and how they put him in the game. 
Hey, Sills, have you seen Matt Ryan lately? Talk about noodle arm. Well, I, I, I thought he played okay. What was Matt Ryan's stats last year? I didn't think he played all that bad. I thought it was the defense, Joseph, that really let the Falcons down last year. Matt Ryan's stats, 2021. Matt Ryan stats. I thought he I, I thought he played okay. He threw for 39-68, 20 touchdowns, 12 picks, and a 90.4 quarterback rating. Not great. And and think about it too, guys. Here, here are his years prior: 2020, 4,500 yards, 2019, 44, 2018, 49. 2017, 4,100. 2016, 49. 2015, 35. 2014, 46. This guy's thrown 59,000 yards in his career already. I think he's 14 years in, if I'm not mistaken. They were just awful last year. And they were awful in the red zone, too, were the Falcons. He didn't make the deep throws. Calvin Ridley didn't really play last year that much, right? I think the kid from Florida they got, I think that kid's a ball player. He had 100 catches. Let's see here. Yeah, let me let me get into the – you know what? That's funny. Let's get into that Colts team. We're going to do that here. Hey, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the Pulse. And the pools go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. 
so good it just disappears. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. I was just thinking of that scene in Rocky, man. And Mickey looks over at Rocky and he goes, Hey, Jalen, who'd you, who'd you play against? Spider Rico. Jesus. He's a bum. A bum. He's a bum. You think everybody I play against is a bum, ain't they? Kid, you know what you are? What's that? Jalen, you're a tomato. <laughs> a tomato. Yeah. You're a tomato. <laughs> you're a tomato. <laughs> He's a bum. All you do is be all you do is pick on everybody I play against. You don't play against anybody. You beat bums. You're a tomato. <laughs> You're a tomato. Hey, kid, you ever think of retiring? <laughs> no, I think I'm going to get a steam over here. <laughs> oh, man. How many tomatoes are we going to have? Oh, that's what we're going to have. Tomato Mondays. Xander, tomato Mondays. Don't lay a tomato against the Lions. Here, here are the tomatoes. Vikings, tomato. Oh, no, no. Here are the tomato wins for Jalen. Lions, tomato. Jags, tomato. Steelers, tomato. Texans, tomato. They're all Spider Ricos. <laughs> Look how many Spider Ricos the Eagles play this year. Lions, Spider Rico, tomato. <laughs> Steelers, tomato, Spider Rico. Texans, Spider Rico, tomato. The Giants, Spider Rico, tomato. The Bears, Spider Rico, tomato. Jesus. <laughs> you think everybody that fights a bomb? <laughs> They're tomatoes. <laughs> Chris goes facts. Hurts only beats bums. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, are you making fun of me because I have a, an Italian slang? Tomato. <laughs> all those to tomatoes make a beautiful... It's true, actually. If you have them all in the same vine, Joseph, it's actually very true. Don't mix your tomatoes. That's how you screw the sauce up. It's a big secret for Italians. If you get four cans, get four cans of tomato sauce. Don't, don't get a bunch of them. Have them one brand. Okay, one brand 
tomatoes. When you get them like mixed up, it's no good, you know. The Texans are great tomatoes. No, they're rotten tomatoes. <laughs> Let me get into the Colts here, man. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of Mickey. Hey, who'd you fight last night, Jalen Hurts? Spider Rico. Oh, Jesus. The guy's a bum. You think everybody I play against is a bum. Blank day. That's why we're going after Tyler Van Dyke. Hey, man. You know, I, I beat him. I knocked him out. <laughs> you beat a bum. <laughs> uh, Jesus, Grimini. Take a look at his team. We've looked at pretty much the Lions, Vikings, Washington, Jags, Cards, Cowboys, Steelers, Texans, a little bit yesterday. And in week 11, the Eagles have the Colts. We were just talking about Matt Ryan here. Um, nine and eight a year ago under the greatness of Commander Wentz. And it was potentially the worst finish of any football team in the league last year with that horrible loss to the Jags. I mean, and I even said this on Monday, you can't lose to that Jags team. You cannot. I don't care if you played that game in Carson Wentz's backyard. You cannot lose that game you can't and they did and that's why he's out of town um they replaced him with 15 year veteran matt ryan not a horrible year a year ago but i agree with with joseph you know the deep throws weren't there but i do think they improve okay with having a quarterback like that in the building they're pretty good on both sides of the ball too if there's a comparable football team to the eagles when it comes to their DNO line strengths, it's pretty there, right there. I mean, the Colts have a good old line, very good old line. 1,800 yards rushing. We're going to get to Jonathan Taylor here in a minute. Okay. By the way, I didn't realize this. So Jonathan Taylor had 40 catches last year too. So you have 1,800 yards and you had 40 catches. No wonder Carson Wentz had a pretty good passing season when it came to statistics. 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. 3,700 yards passing, 94 quarterback rating. Not horrible, man. Especially when you have a back that goes 18 and 11, and then he has 40 catches too. That's pretty good. And when you have a wide receiver in Pittman at 88 catches, 1,082, I mean, I wouldn't look at Michael Pittman and go, well, Michael Pittman is a star. But Carson Wentz got this kid 1,000 yards. Okay, think of that. Michael Pittman had 1,000 yards and 88 catches. There's nobody on the Eagles that was even close to that when it came to wide receivers last year in catches. And that's Hurts. That's the conversation we have with Hurts. Are you really thinking he's going to get somebody 100 catches on that team this year? No way. Frank Reich is 38 and 30. We love Frank. You know that. He's one and two in the postseason. You think he's on the hot seat this year? Okay. You think he you think he's on the hot seat 38 and 30 in four years? By the way, that's almost averaging 10 wins a season. I think his ass is a little bit on the line because of this. You wanted Wentz, dude. This Matt Ryan thing better work here. I think Chris Ballard has done a really nice job at putting the football team together when it comes to talent on the team. I think he's done a nice job. They went out and got a pass rusher, they've drafted well. They added also Gus Bradley as the defensive coordinator. Gus Bradley, I'd like to have had him in Philly. There's an experienced guy 
Pittman's a stud, really? I don't look at him being a stud. I look at him being one of those guys that are really good. I don't think he's a stud. I mean, you know? So, I mean, look, they got Darius Leonard, who is a tackle machine in the NFL. I think he's got like 500 tackles over the last like seven years or some shit like that. He's a monster, man. He makes plays all over. They got DeForest Buckner. I thought that this was a massive mistake by the 49ers when they sent him to Indianapolis. This guy's still playing great ball. And I would say this to you. He's probably the best three technique in the NFL. Now, that's not saying he's better than than, than um, Aaron Donald. That's not, okay? Donald's the best pass rushing. But when you talk about run, run defending, uh, being a pretty decent pass rusher, DeForest Buckner can play. And when you got Darius Leonard, their secondary is going to be the issue again this year for them. That's going to be the problem that you have with them, okay? Um, but here, here's where the Colts fall in. The Colts fall in the line that every single team in the AFC is going to be almost a contender. Shitty teams like the Jets are not going to be in it. The Jags are still rebuilding. Um, the entire AFC West is going to be competitive. You know, the teams in the South, I got I to gotta wait and see what happens on Deshaun Watson how many games he suspended. Cleveland's got a hell of a roster. I mean, they've put a nice roster together, right? I mean, the East, the Patriots, let's see what New England does. Okay, I do think the Dolphins are improved. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of football teams this year, in my opinion, that are going to be all bunched up in the AFC that are going to be around that 9, 10, 11 win number and some teams with 10 wins maybe even 11 wins may not get into the postseason this year and you're going to have a team potentially a nine win team over in the nfc get in because the nfc is not strong at all i mean outside of the top five teams in the nfc i think everybody else is just you know we'll see what happens with your personnel your schedule whether or not you take advantage of your schedule but everybody in the nfc i mean look right Rams, Bucks, Packers, I guess the 49ers. See, I'm not sold in San Fran right now. You're going to turn that football team over to Trey Lance, and they have done that. They told Jimmy Garoppolo today, actually, that they're not practicing him. They're not practicing him, okay? So it's Trey Lance's team. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's a Jersey kid, too. I think the guy's from Jersey, Jonathan Taylor. The kid that went to Wisconsin, I think he's a Jersey kid. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, trying. I think he is. Allison says, I think the AFC, you need 11 wins. I, I think you're going to need 11 wins, too, to get in. I do. 49ers won't make the playoffs with Lance. I, I don't – hey – Marina, I, I don't think they make it either. And they got a Super Bowl team. My opinion, they have a Super Bowl roster. Did you see what they're saying also about Debo Samuel? Kyle Shanahan said this. I think he gets a contract. Shit. My best player on my football team, I don't want to be talking in the public going, I think he gets a contract. Dude, some of these guys are not smart. 
you leave that behind the scenes. You don't want any kind of dis- – like I said with the Kyler Murray thing. Well, he's got to study four hours. I mean, think about how – listen to this. Yeah, for you to get your money, you have to study four hours a week. I'm a grown man. You don't talk to me like that. You, you're, you're telling a grown man. You tell a college quarterback that. You don't tell a grown man you just gave $46 million annually to that you need to do more homework. It's like embarrassing to your franchise. I mean, look, watch this. Hey, I really love you, man. Here's 46.1 million bucks. Great. But you got to do four hours of homework a week. (laughs) What? I've never, I talked to about five agents today. I've never heard that a denim put on a contract. I've never heard that. Never have I heard that. I've never heard that. Not a good clause, especially if you're paying him hundreds of millions. And also perception of how you look at him. He's lazy. So you gave $46.1 million to a lazy dude is what you're saying. Chris, Murray powdered his way to $46 million. That's the psycho thing of this. That's the psycho thing. I'd give him, give the money back and go play baseball. Steven, he makes more money than the entire Oakland A's team right now. Why would he do that? Do you know the payroll for the A's is 48 million? He makes 46. The entire 25 25 man roster in Oakland, he makes more than. Come on, bro. I'm not giving anything away. That's actually insane that he makes as much money as an entire Major League Baseball team. Did they draft him? Yeah, they drafted him. Drafted him in the first round, gave him a $3 million signing bonus. He gave that back. Murray held them hostage on his Twitter page, Mike. He scrubbed it, and that's what made them act like that. That's so weak and weird. I don't know, man. It really is. It's weird and it's weak. First day of training camp. By the way, tomorrow, programming note. Again, don't forget Merrill Reese, 530. And then on Thursday, Mike Missinelli will be with us at 430 as well. So we had some fun here today. We made a bet. I made a proclamation. Here it is. July the 26th, report day. Eagles win 12 games. They make it to the NFC championship game. Jalen Hurts has 4,000 passing yards, 28 touchdowns. Anything less will not be tolerated or accepted. Right? You guys set the standard. This is going to be fun. I got to make sure I write these benchmarks down one more time. Hold on here, Joseph. 4K. I I might even put this up on the wall over here. 4K. 
28 TD passes, 12 wins, NFC title game. Yeah. Damn. God, I want you to be right. And hey, this is what we've all decided. Okay. And every week, hey, that's a good one too. Every week we should have goals on what we're trying to accomplish. In that Lions game, I want to see Jalen Hurts throw for 325 yards. I think we're going to do that, Xander. I want to see him throw for 325 yards and three touchdowns in that Lions game on the road. I want to see, according to you guys, eight catches, 104 by AJ. (laughs) I want to see seven catches, 95 yards from Devontae Smith. This is what you guys are saying. I want to see 10 catches from Goddard for 85 yards. There you go. That's how it's going to be against the Lions. 325 yards, three touchdowns from Jalen. Eight catches, 104 for A.J. Brown. Seven catches, 95 yards for Devontae Smith. Ten catches, 85 yards for Dallas Goddard versus the Lions. Mark it down, I just did. That's the first week one goals that we're looking at. Well, you got to get to 4,000 yards, man. You got to start in the first game of the year, don't you? Michael said, you said they were a running team to start. Whoa, wait a minute. I said that's what I wanted them to do. That's not what you guys are talking about. You're talking about two 1,000-yard receivers and 12 wins and a prolific passing, breaking records, four grand. How the hell do you think you're going to get there? Running the ball 38 times? Oh, no, that's – I know what I would do. I'd run the hell out of the ball – throw the ball 25 times, improve my screen game and my slot passing game. That's how I'd start developing my passing game. But, hey, that's just me talking. 325 yards a game, Joseph says, is do. Hey, Chris, that's what I would do. But I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to do that. Oh my God, these like internet guys <laughs> are like on my, I don't know why they won't go on my Twitter page, but they're on my Instagram page. He's like, nobody YouTube dudes. Silio said this. Silio said that. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> don't put words in my mouth. Wait a minute. Here, 235. 235, Joseph says, times 17. Oh, well. Okay, Joseph. You may be actually right. 4,000 yards, 3,995. Okay. 235 yards a game is doable. It is doable. You're right. You need to be able to drive down the field to win six out of ten times. Yell, you know what you need to do with this football team? You've got to be more versatile in the red zone. Do you know why they struggled in the red zone last year? Because they were one dimensional. Now that you got AJ Brown, bro, you can't have a guy like that on your football team in the red zone and not utilize that guy. If you don't, if that dude doesn't end up the season with 13 touchdowns, there was a major flaw in play calling. 
in play calling. I'm going to throw that ball up and get this. I'm not going to blame Jalen if there's a pick. If that guy has a fair opportunity, Brown's coming down with it. AJ, I tell you this, just get it near me. I'll get it. I believe him. I do. I believe him. Okay? They got to be better from 20 to 20. I mean, look, they were – here's what the Eagles were last year. They were really great from 20 to 20. Once they started getting in the money areas, they weren't. I don't really think – well, 4K, 28 touchdowns and 12 wins, that'd be quite a second year for Jalen Hurts. I'll tell you this, if Jalen Hurts has 4K, 28 touchdowns and 12 wins – and his team gets to the NFC, he'll be the starting quarterback in the Pro Bowl. He will. You combine it with the wins and the numbers, guy's going to start in the Pro Bowl. We have to use Brown more in the – absolutely. Absolutely. Devontae Smith is a decoy in the red zone. A.J. Brown and Goddard are your go-to guys. Goddard's going to have a freaking huge year. I would not be shocked if Dallas Goddard had 104 catches this season. I would not be shocked. I think he's going to put big numbers up. Don't sleep on Zach Pascal in the red zone. You know what, dude? I'd like to shit on the guy. I can't. You know why? Because I don't know much about him. And if I don't know much about him, I'm not going to lie to you, sit here, goof on a guy that I don't know. You're right. He may be somebody. I don't know. I know this. Frank loved him. Didn't want him to go. But Frank wanted him to have an opportunity to play, and he could play in in Philly. So we're banking on Hurts learning how to throw to receive wide open receivers, Chris. Yes, you are. Chris says a lot of those losses last year were a result of not running the ball. The first – yes, Okay, Moose, I, I, would, I would say that's correct. I would say that that was correct. Then they realized they had to go to running the ball. Yeah, Chris, two and five start was a lot to do with situational play calling. I agree. You guys think they gain well? You know, personally, I think playing Boston and gain well you're going to see more of that this year because I do not believe that Miles Sanders is going to be a Philadelphia Eagle. And by the way, watch this. I'm going to let him walk anyway. I heard John McMullen, or I heard somebody saying, I think it was it D Gunn. They may get him back on a team friendly deal. I don't want a team friendly deal, which means this I'm not going to pay him more than the two and a half I'm making. He's making now. Expecting Hurts to get to the Pro Bowl is crazy. Why? He was an alternate last year. They're not – hey, I, I think it was, right, Red Zander? I think it was D. Gunn. They may get him back on a team-friendly deal. So what is a team-friendly deal, $4 million? Eagles aren't paying $4 million for Miles Sanders. They probably feel a little uncomfortable paying $2.5 million now for him. They probably think that money could be utilized somewhere else instead of paying for him. And, and, and watch this. I, I think he's a good talent. I agree with John McMullen. I think he's a good talent. I don't think he's, I don't think he's a bad player at all. But I'm not going to pay him two and a half million dollars, and a team friendly deal. What's that? Four million? Screw that. 
I'm not paying him that. No way. Not when I could pay another guy a million five and save a million bucks and put it somewhere else on my cap. No way. Why would I do that? Miles Sanders in the organization of the Eagles is just another dude. That's how they look at him. It's kind of... Seth, he's gone. I just... Now, watch this. If Jalen Hurts gets banged up, you're going to need to lean on that guy. The only... Hey, the only way Miles Sanders saves his, saves his job in Philly is if Hurts gets hurt and he has 12, 1,300 yards. Then you got to bring him back. Okay? Then you got to bring him back. So I'm not losing a bet. I'm not losing this bet. He ain't going to get nowhere near 4K. He's not going to get anywhere near 28 touchdowns. You may get the 12 wins. Okay? And you possibly could get to the NFC title game. I'm predicting it. But you ain't getting that 4K and that 28 TDs. That ain't happening, Big Fish. (laughs) That ain't happening. Start of football today. And look at all you eight. Hey, you know what's great? Guys like Joseph who talk all kinds of BS to me, who is welcome here every day. That's what we like. We like that. We like to try to win you over. That's what we do here at Jacob. We have a lot of fun. Tomorrow, like I said, Merrill Reese, the golden voice and the legendary voice of the Eagles, 530. Thursday, Mike Missinelli will be with us. That'll be at 430. Hate this show so much. I stayed for all of it. (laughs) On that note, till tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern. We'll see you on the flip side.